What's going on, guys? It's Mike Cerrone from the DC Crossover Podcast. Ben and I have been producing audio content since our teenage years. But now, don't we wish we had the tools you guys have to create and distribute your own content? Let me quickly tell you about our new sponsor, Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's definitely something I love using. One reason, because it's free, people, F-R-E-E. As most of you may know, free is one of my favorite words, so don't get that mixed up. So no charge to start up with Anchor. Now let's talk about how easy it is to use. With Anchor, there are creation tools that allow you guys to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Super simple and super accessible from anywhere. Now that you recorded, how do you distribute to the streaming apps? Anchor does it for you, folks. Whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or more, they got you. Using Anchor, you can actually make money from your podcast. Straight hard cash, homie. Whether you have a handful of friends, family, or group that wants to hear your content, there is no minimum listenership. It's everything you would ever need to make a podcast in one simple place. Want to get started? Here's what you guys need to do. Download the free Anchor app on your phone or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started today. Now back to our nation's capital with Sarone and Simpson. I want to know... What have you been up to on this Sunday? Not not much. I was about to say, you probably haven't... Have you left the house yet? Nope. It's pretty windy out there. Dude, the wind, uh, the wind chill, I, sh- I looked at it last uh, earlier today, supposedly at 7 a.m. Luckily, I'm off tomorrow, so I don't have to get up early. But the wind chill is supposed to be negative 12 at 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. Negative 12. It's set up to negative 15, but they said today at least the gusts are supposed to be up to 50. So all the schools are out tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, those poor kids shivering at the school buses. Well, that's the thing. Is I, I, th- I think, I mean, well, we got the holiday off, but at the same time, I think they probably would have canceled no matter what. Yeah. Because even last year and, the, and, and a couple years before that as well, like when the, the wind comes down, like everyone says, like it's just wind. Well, yeah, well, if, if say, yeah, say a little Timmy say, Jr., yeah, say a, say a bus know. breaks down or something like that, and uh, yeah. or they can't get it off the lot and they're trying to find someone to cover it. Little Timmy, 65 pounds, soaking wet, <laughs> Sit, sitting there as his mom went to work and he's sitting there at the bus stop, you know, in second grade, yeah, and he blows away. Like, the, what's it? Uh, I, as a child, not, as a child, I surprisingly, um, like the wind caught me one day. When I, I was very young, this is like one of my earliest <laughs> memories. I was like walking, it was like preschool or kindergarten or something. Oh, yeah. And a gust of wind, we were like all walking out in the line, and a gust of wind started blowing me away. And the teacher literally had to come grab me and like bring me back to the line. I swear to God, it was picking me up. Are you wearing your dad's sweatshirt or something? No, I was like an umbrella. No, I was, it, it, <laughs> it was picking me up and it was taking me away. And I was like, you know, this is it. This you know, is- I, I used to do back in the day when I was playing lacrosse and stuff like that. Um, when we had windy days like this, it was pretty much useless. I mean, the ball is really heavy. The lacrosse ball yeah. is really heavy, but at the same time, you're looking at the sticks, and the sticks are hollow, obviously, and you know they, they don't weigh that much because I mean, the lighter the stick, the better. But literally, you, you used to just like throw the like so someone would like be tying their cleat or something like that, and you grab their stick and you throw it, yeah. and it would fly like thirty yards down <laughs> down the field. <laughs> oh, that would be the best, man! Just to screw with people, I tell you. And then there was another day where it was windy. And a piece of mulch, because, like, you know, the playgrounds used to just be covered in mulch. Some of them still are. I don't know. I don't know but, why they did that. It's like uh, like half the mulch on there is, like, literally, like, like knives. Yeah. And, <laughs> and one of them, I swear to God, a piece of mulch got in my eye. Ooh. And I was like, this is it. I'm not going to be able to see for the rest of my life. Yep, this and, is it. And, uh, and my mom got to come and pick me up and take me home early because I got a piece of mulch in my eye. <laughs> Greatest excuse ever, really. Yeah. 
uh, I think at that point the teachers were just tired of dealing dealing with me. Um, but yeah, I was like, one day I'm getting blown up by the wind. They're sending me, you know, it's 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 blowing me away to Kansas, and then the other day I get a piece of mulch in my eye. It was tough. It was the tough best part about me. the wind in school, at least, was when you're playing recess and everything like that. Then you're then you're you know you're playing football with everybody. And all of a sudden, or kickball, whichever whichever it was, oh, we did kickball. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll go with kickball for yeah, this. Football? The, the, are you kidding me? Uh, yeah, it's tackle football, man. Yeah. It's second grade. But it, it, so when you're playing kickball, like if you play the outfield and the wind is blowing in your face, like yeah. you throw it and everyone's like, "Come on, Susan, what yeah. are you doing?" Like you th- <laughs> they throw it like five feet in front of them because the wind is blowing it right back in their face. Or when you, it you know, ruthless. If you were a big kicker, you know, you go out there and you boot that thing. Yeah, but the- if there's wind, it pushes it back sometimes. That's what I'm saying. Too. If it's if it's in your face, but if it's not in your face and it's yeah. going with you, I mean, geez, Louise, man, yeah, at, you're at, running all day. At, I, I I went to Algonquin Elementary right down the street uh, on Algonquin Parkway. And in the softball field or whatever um, that we played on, uh, they had this weird wooden fence that had like a bunch of like, like, I don't even know what it was like, marsh and stuff behind it. And I remember one time I actually uh, went up there and I booted the heck out of that ball. I had the best kick of my life. Went out there, booted the heck out of that ball, and it flew so so far because of the wind. It went over the fence and we didn't have a ball for the rest of recess. So everyone hated me that day. You ruined it. Um, But hey, I I felt like a champion right there. Got a home run with kickball. At the same day, yeah, at the same time, it's really tough. For like ours, the only way you would get a home run was if you just literally ran, ran around the bases. Because <laughs> like where we played kickball was so there's so much ground to work with. <laughs> where we played kickball, it was also there was the side of the school which was brick um, yeah. to our left too. So you, if you wanted to get creative, you kick it hard right at the school. It's bouncing all over the place, off yep. the wall, everywhere. Uh, and then when I moved school, elementary schools, it was be- it was to like the like you said, like a softball field grass s- scenario. I liked the blacktop. It's just like uh, in yeah. backyard baseball where you got to choose the different fields. Yeah, um, there was like the the like the the parking lot type fields, and then there was like the nice house, <laughs> the um, nice house in left field. Yep. yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. There was uh, there was there was many. I feel like. In, to be honest, though, I feel like there were only two fields that I liked playing. There was like a nice house. And then there was like the the, the inner city uh, oh, yeah. one where you literally just had this patch of gravel um, <laughs> cement and you guys are playing hardcore baseball on it. You know the be- the key to that game, backyard baseball, in case you're listening and you're like, hey, I really need to know the secrets of backyard yeah. baseball. Um, you could always get, get the to computer. every sport of backyard baseball. You could always <laughs> get the computer to keep running if you like threw the ball to a teammate. So you, the key was don't ever give it back to the pitcher immediately. Like if they get a base hit, yep. you throw it to a teammate, and then their runner will start taking off to second base. Yeah, that was left field, and then you launch it <laughs> to second base, and then you get in the run down, chase them down, boom, they're out. It's it's like how in slugfest. You know, when you reach base and they throw it to first base, all you had to do was just punch out the first baseman. He would yeah. drop the ball and you could run to second. Oh, yeah. Same concept, just with children and, no, <laughs> and less punching. <laughs> I, I loved those games, man. Because oh, yeah. You had backyard baseball, backyard football, yep. backyard soccer. Basketball, uh, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, basketball. Have KG. How, 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 did, how did I? Oh, yeah, because that one had all the famous players in oh, it, Oh, yeah, right? yeah. Kobe, <laughs> KG. And it was like... Playing yeah, with Pablo Sanchez. Carl Malone was there, too. <laughs> and I think it wasn't five on five. I think it might have been like... Like three on three or four and four or something like that. Um, yeah. I may be wrong, but I think I think you're right. But yeah, and you could launch threes, you could dunk, you could do whatever. That was out of the franchise. That was probably the worst one. Let's yeah. be honest. But with backyard football, what was it? There was one play you could run every single time, and you would get a touchdown. Yeah. It was that 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 one pass. I feel like and like you you would have John Elway and like Jerry Rice on your team, and you'd be like, this is over. John, I have two Hall of Famers on my team. I'm playing against. <laughs> 
Helga Pataki or whatever her name was. <laughs> or uh, the big fat girl that's... Yeah, Keisha, Keisha Phillips. Yeah, do you think Keisha Phillips is going one-on-one? It's Keisha, Keisha Island, you know, with Jerry Rice? No f***ing way. Um, sorry, you're going to have to edit that out. Yep, it's all good. But, uh... <laughs> Keisha... Dude, I remember a lot of out things, of that game, Because, like, all the other games, it's like, okay, yeah, I've got Randy Johnson facing, you know, Vikram or whatever. The, <laughs> you know, Ahmed. <laughs> <laughs> Vikram. You know, then it's like you know, he's Ahmed get, Khan is in there. He's, yes. he's getting ninety nine to the dome. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the other, but the football one is is the yeah, that's the most unbelievable one. Because yeah, I've got you know, I've I've got uh, th- these different quarterbacks. You know, I've got John Elway. John Elway is in the game. I've got John Elway, uh, and then I'm, all I'm throwing is you know TDs to Terrell Owens, Jerry Rice yeah. all day. The only person and Amir can... Khan, he's not holding up. He's not being able to <laughs> Amir, stop these yeah, guys. Yeah, that was the younger brother. Amir yeah, was Amir, the younger brother, Amir Ach- and Ahmed, Ach- 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 or whatever his name yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, they, uh, and then as soon as, you know, mid-2000s, they had to change those names. You can't be having an Ahmed and Amir. Ahmed, he had those, had <laughs> those head, out in the neighborhood. Had those headphones on the entire... Yeah, he couldn't hear a thing. He couldn't <laughs> hear a thing. <laughs> no yeah, wonder he, he can't match up against, <laughs> you know, He couldn't hear guys. the snap count. Yeah, it was, oh my it was gosh. unbelievable. That was yeah. so funny because I remember those games and, like, I would always get the same, you know, the same people. And it's it's so stereotypical because you get Keisha Phillips to be like your your center. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course, <laughs> Keisha Phillips. Yeah. She was like pancake block all day. <laughs> she, she, she was a, she was a great blocker. Then you had Pete Wheeler was on the outside. Oh, yeah. Pablo Sanchez was your running back, wide receiver, kick returner, punter, everything. Because yep. I loved it when they and had you got the Dimitri Petrov, that <laughs> kid with the glasses. He's he's running the slot. <laughs> I love, wasn't there a kid with a wheelchair? <laughs> Kenny Kawaguchi. Kenny or Kawaguchi. Yeah, he was he was good bunter. Yeah, he was he, fast. Yeah, he was a great bunter. And yeah, no 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 crap. He's fast. He's got <laughs> he's got wheels. An electronic scooter moving around. <laughs> that kid's got polio. <laughs> yeah, that's uh... a. <laughs> They're just like that one, uh, Olymp- oh, oh, just man. like that Olympic runner that had no legs, but he was beating everybody was in the it, races. It was Oscar, Oscar Pistorius. Yeah. Then, he, <laughs> then he did something. Then he cut his wife's head off. I think. <laughs> yeah. I think he used the little things that were attached to his shoes to do it. He did. He did yeah. something. Oh man, poor guy. Not really yeah. poor guy. Poor woman. I guess you'd say. Yeah, yeah. No, but right. um, oh man, that those games, dude. I think they had ice hockey too at some point. They too. did have a hockey one. The but, hockey one was tough, and then they had a soccer. Soccer was kind of yeah. boring too. Yeah. Uh, no, the best was definitely. Probably football and baseball. Yeah, I like, by far the best. I, I liked it because of the sole fact that like you could have seasons and everything like that, and they mm-hmm. actually kept the stats and everything, which is crazy. Oh yeah, you could go in the clubhouse and look at like the overall like this is the best team we've ever had. I remember one <laughs> it's year, the best team. It's a Hall of Fame team right here. Yeah, one year. Yeah, this is the Yankees of you know nineteen twenties. Over in, over in Leesburg. No, because I had like one year I was running these uh, helping like run these camps, these children's camps, these overtime athletics. Um, Camps for kids, these sports camps. And one year, for some reason, they put me in charge of the camp. They were like, you're the camp director this oh. year. And I was like, okay. Um, which basically meant I didn't have to do anything. Yep. Um, unless something went wrong. You quote-unquote oversee things. Yeah, you're overseeing things. Like, I did have to, like, plan out, okay, these kids are going to do this today and do that today. But that took, you know, five minutes. <laughs> I go, okay, we're going to play football the rest of the day. And everyone's like, great. Um, awesome. But I would sit at the front, and I brought my laptop. And I would sit at the front, and I would play backyard baseball just like, you know, for hours while yeah. like these camp yeah. activities are coming on. Of course, uh, I remember I play that for hours. I remember too. I had this one guy who was uh, one of the counselors at the camp, probably five years older than me at the time. He comes up, he's like bringing a kid by the arm, and he's like, uh, I forget what the kid's name. Let's just say his name was Toby or something. <laughs> and he brings Toby with him, and he's like, he's like, you need to do something about this. And I was like, what? What happened? He's like, Toby's being disrespectful to me, and I think he should go home. And I was like. Well, what did, what did, I was like, Toby, what did you do, man? He was just like, 
I farted on him. <laughs> um, and I was like, I like turned to the other guy. I was like, Dan, or whatever his name was. I was like, Dan. Dan You're outside. Dan, he, <laughs> so Dan, he farted on you. And Dan's like, yeah, he was disrespectful. He should go home. And this is how the guy talked. And I was just like, Toby, can you promise that you're not going to fart on Dan anymore? And... Uh, and then uh, Toby's like, yeah, I promise I won't fart on Dan anymore. Um, but, I'll, but I can only do my best because, like, I can't control my body. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that kid. And I remember oh, just what a being smart like, kid. I remember just telling Dan, I was like, Dan, just let him go back. I'm not going to send him home for this. And I'm trying to put, I'm, I'm in the championship game for backyard baseball. <laughs> I've already gone through the entire season in an hour. We're down by two runs. Dimitri's giving me nothing. He's over three. <laughs> Randy Johnson's throwing 95 at my head. Keisha hasn't made it to first base I've, yet. She's still running. Bigger things to worry about than this kid just. Just farting all over your face, <laughs> but yeah, it was tough. It was oh, tough, man. but I got to play that game all the time, which was great. Oh man, I used to I used to remember playing those games on my parents because back in those days we didn't have you know tablets and we didn't have laptops oh, yeah, everywhere. Yeah. It was like, like one home computer. Yeah, yeah one home the different computer. profiles. Exactly, we had one home computer, yep. uh, old school HP. You know, just a gr- random gray computer, speakers yep. on the side, like the separate oh, yeah. speakers on the side, uh, and not the ones that are detached. These were actually attached to the computer. Yep, and. Uh, uh, we had we had one of those uh, wheelie chairs that had that mat on the carpet. Oh yeah, you have so the <laughs> the mat so it doesn't tear up the carpet. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. oh yeah, the plastic mat. Oh man, I remember those days. My mom actually tells me a couple times every now and then when I like when I bring it up something like that. She's like, "Oh yeah, you should play those games all the time." And oh, I was yeah. like, "Yeah, that's why I had no friends." Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. But well, uh, what, what do you mean, mom? I had a childhood. Like, yeah, that's what I was. Imagine, supposed to be imagine doing. having that on like Xbox right now, just like <laughs> updated graphics, like with like yeah. you know like Madden graphics. So they tried to make an updated backyard baseball. I remember I got it for Xbox 360. This was like this was still only like five years ago. Mm-hmm. And they, like, tried to make an updated one, and it was god-awful. It was yeah. weird, because it was, like, they tried to make, like, you know, Red Dead Redemption graphics for backyard baseball, so yeah. they were kids, but they looked like real people. It was weird. There's, like, this is Pablo <laughs> Sanchez. It's, like, he's got a mustache. It's, like, this is... <laughs> he's seven. This is weird. I don't like this. That was but, the yeah. best thing, is Pablo, like, I, mean, I think he, him and Pete Wheeler, I think, were the staples. In yeah, every they were the studs. Because Pete really couldn't do a lot, but he was, like, fast he's as lightning. fast as fast So, as you, you get know. him on base. That guy's stealing, <laughs> stealing you 100 bases. He's, steal, he's stealing home before they even get the pitch in. Yeah, 100%. And then you had to get a couple pretty good pitchers. The Khan brothers were pretty good pitchers, yep. I will say. Oh, yeah. That was, like, their thing. Pablo Sanchez was good at everything. We all know that. He's yeah, big, you you couldn't pitch him, though, because he was, he was so good. You had to play him in center field because if someone hit a gapper, you know, you yeah. got to have him throw it to home. Yeah, for sure. And then you just put the big girls behind the plate. There were two fat <laughs> girls in the game. It was like Keisha, and then there was a white girl, Annie, I think. Her name was like Annie Walker or something. She had like a Annie. unicorn shirt. I don't, think I, I don't think I ever picked her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She, yeah oh, yeah. Wasn't she a, a, a redhead? I thought she was a redhead, and she, she was a white redhead, and then Keisha... Um, Backyard baseball character. Dimitri, did you say Dimitri Orlov or something like that? Not no, Petrovich. 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 Sorry, Dimitri Orlov is, is plays for the Caps. Um, yeah, it wasn't he. He didn't even like wear like a yellow shirt and like a like a like an orange hat or something All like right, that. Here we go. So we've got uh, Jorge Garcia. Yeah. He was the kind of like the nerdy German kid. Billy Jean Blackwood. Uh, Billy Jean, Kimmy Ekman. She was a short redhead. Right. Um, she oh, was. Yeah. These are like the worst ones. We're going worst to best. Lisa Crockett, Reese Worthington. Remember, he was the rich white kid with the blonde hair. Yeah. Sally Dobbs, black girl, like speed running base. Uh, Mark Marky Dubois. 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 Remember, he was the guy they couldn't afford a shirt. Who's All he had was those overalls, and he was shirtless. He was the exchange student from um, France. Ronnie Dobbs, kid was definitely gay. Um, <laughs> Dmitri Petrovich. Gretchen Hasselhoff, 
um, Amir Khan, Ashley Weber, Sydney Weber, the Weber twins. Remember, they were the blonde right. Weber twins. Ricky Johnson. Um, he was uh, he was kind of a timid guy. He could run. He could pitch. Maria Luna, Luana Louis. She had the teddy bear. Are you on the same side as me? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay, going down. Good. We had <laughs> Annie Frazier. That's her name. Yeah, Annie That's Frazier, a, oh, rainbow yeah, shirt. Yeah, rainbow shirt. You put job. her behind the plate. You're in yeah. a set. <laughs> Ernie Steele. He he could. Ernie. He was he was, unbl- he was Michael A. Taylor of his time. He could play <laughs> center field. Could bat. Vicky Kawaguchi. Yeah. Angela Del Vecchio. She was fast. Uh, Keisha Phillips. There's the power. We're getting to power hitters here. Yep. Mikey Thomas. Look at him. Uh, Look at his eyes. Yeah, he had a cold uh, <laughs> the entire year. Stephanie Morgan. She was like the great. She's the greatest female athlete of, of all time. Yeah. Like move over Serena Williams. Stephanie yeah, Morgan. Seriously. There. Dante Robinson with that afro Jeez, was unbelievable. Tony Del Vecchio was definitely a mobster on the side. Yeah, that was that was her uh, her older brother. Yes. Ahmed Khan, yep. Jocinda Smith, another terrific black female athlete. Jocinda Kenny Kawaguchi, yeah. the wheelchair guy. Pete Wheeler, <laughs> and Kawaguchi. then Pablo said Sanchez. Man, yeah, look at Pete. Man. I'm glad we spent 15 minutes on backyard baseball. <laughs> yeah. That's look good. At, but look at Pablo Sanchez. I just don't get it. Like, I mean, number one, you look at his hat. His hat's like, yeah. you know, for Andre the Giant. And then you look at his skill ratings. Like, that's like the, probably the first character they made. They're like, okay, we got to make yeah. this this star athlete. Like, we got to make this guy that is just unbelievable at every sport. And, I mean, look, like pitching, he's only a three-ball three rating. His name was going to be Pablo Sanchez. <laughs> Pablo Escobar. You know, that's, that's our... They got to come up with something. And then Pete Wheeler. God forbid they make a white kid be the greatest kid in the game. <laughs> it's got to be Pablo Sanchez. But let's be honest, Latin American players are much better probably. Much better than us. <laughs> Overall, you could say. Overall. But, but yeah. Uh, oh, man. What a great... What a game. What oh, a game. What a game. All right. Let's get, let's get in the show here. All right. Let's do it. It's a clown question, bro. And they're not even called Reese's Pieces. They're called Reese's Pieces. Reese's Pieces. They're pieces of Reese's. I'm a man. I'm 40. I'm not a, I'm not a kid. Write something about me. Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. We're talking about practice, man. We're talking about practice. We're talking about practice. We ain't talking about the game. We're talking about practice, man. But they are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. This is what's great about sports. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. Hello? You play to win the game. Hello and welcome, Pine Ponies. It's the DC crossover right here on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Google Play Music. I am Mike Cerrone. Alongside me, as always, Mr. Benjamin Simpson. And we have something special to bring back today. A lot of different formats uh, to uh, enter in our, uh, our, our databases here and different things of that nature, which we will be changing and talking about over the course of the show. But overall, it's going to be a fun episode Right now, here on your podcasting apps, as I welcome my partner, Mr. Benjamin Simpson. Mr. Benjamin Simpson. Yeah, it's good to you be. You ever seen that commercial where the the, t- the StubHub commercial where the 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 tree he's hang, hang, handing out the tickets, and then the, he with his little cross eyes, he's like Benjamin. Nope, I haven't seen that one. No, no, that sounds like a dream you had maybe yep. a couple nights okay. ago. Yep, um, tree I saw. No, it's good to be back in the in the uh, the studio here. Um and uh, yeah, after last week having to do the show remote because of all the snow and stuff like that, it's yeah, good no to doubt. be back here live watching some playoff football on the TV. Yeah, 
uh, excuse me, on a it's Sunday a, it's a, it's afternoon. It's the best to have, you know, football on the TV or basketball, whatever do, or whatever sport we're having on the TV when we're recording. It's always the best because it's always, always a good feeling to sit here and, you know, you're just talking about sports, watching sports. Uh, hopefully people are listening to sports uh, and our show out there. But again, this is the D.C. crossover where we cross over all four major sports teams in the D.C. market. Uh, this week, uh, we are going to be kind of having a, I guess you could say a little bit of a condensed show with the Redskins and the Nats. Uh, not so much happening right now. Obviously, the NFC and AFC championship games and the NFL are going on. And obviously, if you're listening to this, uh, you already know the outcomes of those football games. And also, uh, we're going to be getting into a lot of Nat stuff in the weeks to come. Uh, but me and Ben are getting into that schedule a little bit later. But uh, we'll touch on them briefly. But overall, uh, we're going to ma- mainly have a favorable Caps and Wiz segment and show today. Uh, but, Mr. Simpson, uh, you want to get right into the Redskins here and, and, and briefly touch on them? Or well, do you want to get into our food? I think we want to get into a little food talk here. It's ah. been a while since a food review. I think we've only done one. <laughs> um, well, we, we've talked we, a lot of pizza. We thought it was going to be a, a, a bigger thing. Uh, well, I mean, it's, it's going to probably start to be become a bigger thing. Yeah, bigger thing um, uh, financially, yeah. Yep. Buying food every week. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll make it work. Uh, but we are going to get into a little food review. What the hell is that? I mean, it tastes like a stuffing that you'd stick in the arse end of a turkey. Seafood crepe. Yeah, that's seafood crap. When you take a bite of that cod, it's almost like you've got a breaded condom in your mouth. It's like it's been left out for days and it's been attacked by cats. Dry and tasteless. It's dry, it's dry. How dry that is. Bland as anything. It is bland. Bland. There's no seasoning in there. Everything's bland. Bland. It's bland. Pasta's bland. I don't even think he likes the water. And here we go. Food review number two. Right here on the DC crossover, Mike Cerrone, Mr. Ben Simpson on the mic for you again. Ben, on the menu today is the Habit Burger and Grill, I think that they're called. I don't, I don't know the exact name. Yes, I just, Habit. Uh... In located in uh, it's like Lansdowne by like Ashburn Lansdowne yeah. like crossover Belmont Ridge over by um, it's just off of Claiborne Parkway by the Whole Foods and everything of that nature yeah, right off in that of complex seven. there I think it's fairly new I think I remember this being something that's only been open for a couple months or something like that um, or maybe open like late 2018 uh, this is my first chance of having same it. same here um, the habits which is uh, probably an interesting name. Um, I, I've only heard habit in reference to like nuns, like what they wear is called a habit. Is it really? And then yeah, it's called a habit. Like <laughs> oh, the thanks. and then also, um, <laughs> I don't know where I'm you know, do that. you really want it to become a habit where you're having burgers all the time? Probably not. Um, but we won't take that away. That won't affect our scores here. Yeah, our scores are going to be on things like taste and other things. I guess presentation. I will say right off the bat, burgers a little sloppy. Oh yeah, it's something that you and I both notice. And look, I'm okay with the sloppy burger, but. Um, there's sauce all over the place, but we're both going to take yep. a, a couple bites here, and then we're going to get into. We this also a bit. got sides too. We got yes. uh, some nice salted uh, regular French fries, sweet potato fries, and a couple O rings as well. Have you tried an O ring, Ben? You could nod because you're taking a bite. Did you try one? Not? Do you want one? Yeah, that's why I got. The, that's why I got a small portion of those things. But again, I got the. Uh, I don't know what it's called, the double char burger or whatever it's called. Ben got the classic. 
Um, so we're going to be uh, trying these out. Ben is just taking his first bite. So while he describes his experience, I will try mine. Sure. So with this place, um, they reference to their burgers as the char burgers. It's one of those kind of um, burger places that do that. I've noticed some burger places do reference it. I think it has to do with the way that they cook it. I guess they say, you know, char grilled or something like that. I honestly don't taste any difference between like a regular you know, this is a burger <laughs> that burger places say, um, but this is their thing. They, so I got the original char burger. You got the double char burger. Um, all the fixings on it. You know, we're talking lettuce. We're talking your tomato. We're talking your onions and mayo and everything on there. Um, first thoughts right off the bat. Um, you know, it's it's solid. I say it's a solid burger. I'm not having anything that immediately jumps out to me where, oh, this is the greatest burger I've ever had or, uh-huh. oh, this burger is so unique or something like that. To me, size of the burger-wise, this is probably about the ratio of a burger that you want. You don't want anything that's, like, too too big where it's just, like, I can't even handle this thing or yep. too small where you're going, man, I wish I had had a bigger burger. I'm glad you went with the double. And me looking at the double, you know, it's, it's, it's a little bit bigger, obviously, with yep. an extra patty there. But I feel like that doesn't look like you can't, like, manage that. Yeah, it's only – I think it's only a dollar more than what yours was. I don't know why I didn't get um, that. I, one knock I will say is that when I edited the toppings and everything like that, I, I'm more – like, you said you wanted the classic. That's fine. I'm more of a I want burger. I want condiments. I want cheese. Maybe, maybe a, a, you know, a, a bacon strip or whatever it may be. Or an egg, something like that, to top it off with. I don't want the lettuce and the tomatoes and and all the other pickle crap. I don't want any of that stuff on my burger per se. Um, so I did edit it, and I had a big uh, juicy bite of a tomato in there right when I bit, bit it, and I was not happy about that. So that's definitely going to get a knock because I edited it and said no tomato. So um, I did notice the cheese was like an extra add-on. Like you had to actually manually say you wanted cheese on the burger. Which, yeah. to me, I think burger places, cheese has got to, cheese and burgers go together. Cheese has to always be a factor. And the fact that you charged me an extra 50 cents to put a slice of American cheese, which should be my right as an American to get for free. Yep. Um, <laughs> I'm going to knock you a little you're already, bit. You're already paying for Especially the burger. Especially because, you know, cheese costs, what, less than a cent? That slice of cheese costs you and you're charging me 50 cents? A little bit of a racket there, Burger Habit. I didn't even see Burger Habit. I didn't even see uh, what the price was for the extra cheese. I just clicked on it because that's, I mean, no, I'm an American. Like 50 cents. You know, um, and I actually got the white American cheese. And I asked uh, my girlfriend, Jen, I said, what's the difference between white and, uh, I guess, yellow? I would not know this. Yeah, me either. I, I, I asked her. She said, well, I don't know. And I, she, she said, I never had white American cheese before. And I said, well, you're the wrong person to be asking that, apparently. So, if, if you know, contact us on any of social media outlets, which we will get to later and let you know, uh, because I'd like to know what the difference is uh, between white and, uh, and yellow cheese. But overall, uh, again, like Ben said, we're going to try, uh, we're, gonna, we're obviously trying the sides, everything like that, but we're going to make sure that we grade this on one taste, two presentation, and three, maybe accessibility. Mm-hmm. I guess I don't know accessibility quality. Yeah, I guess we'll go. Yeah, we'll go. With, we'll go with. Uh, yeah, I guess. Well, overall, we'll go three is overall. Okay, so basically, uh, we'll go through. You want to do one through ten? What do you want to do? I like how every single time we talk about food, we're like, what do you, you want to do about this? Let's go out of five. Okay, out of five. Okay, so first off, um, 
the sides. So we got some sweet potato fries, um, onion rings. I haven't tried an onion ring yet, so I I'm got not the gonna... regular fries. Yeah, he 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 tried the regular fries, um, and the sweet potatoes. I'm gonna give them uh, a solid uh, three and a half. Um, Definitely not on the scale of a uh, restaurant like Gordon Ramsay's restaurant, who you heard in our intro, uh, out in Vegas. Their, their sweet potato fries have a little, I think they're powdered sugar on top of them and all those different kind of things. Their presentation is immaculate. All the fries are cut the same. Unreal. But I'm going to give them maybe a three and a half because sweet potato, you can't really go wrong with sweet potato. Now, I don't know if you're a sweet potato guy, but. No, I do like I do like some sweet sweet potato, but I do agree from, I tasted a couple of them and yeah. they didn't impress me. I will say the regular fries tasted pretty darn good. Oh, yeah. Um, I give those good. a four out of five. They were good. Um, I think those are exactly what you want. They're, you know, they're hearty. Um, they're thick. Yep. But not overdone. Um, no, they taste, they were nice and soft and they had the. You, you actually added in some extra salt there. I think that helped them out. Um, and, yeah, I think I'll, I'll give those a four out of five for sure. So I'd say I, if, if you're going to this restaurant, I'd say get the regular fries over the sweet potato fries. There are some places for sure where, I, honestly, their sweet potato fries are almost better. Um, and, I, I, no, I like, I like sweet potato fries for sure. Um, like I think a place like Red Robin, sometimes their sweet potato fries or their garlic parm fries actually are probably their best thing. Yeah. But, but yeah, you know, there, there are definitely some options there. I'd say get the regular fries if you go there. I did not taste the onion rings. I'm not a big O-ring I just guy. tried my first. My first onion ring try, I will give it about a four out of five. Okay. So pretty good. I, yeah, I think they're, they're, they're pretty damn good. Now, I'm not a big onion guy whatsoever, but... You know, people make fun of me as saying, well, you eat onion rings. Why, why are you not an onion guy? Well, I don't like chopped onions, different stuff like that. Yeah, I don't like, I'm with you I don't on like that. Onions. I like because it has that breading on top of it. Yeah, so the, it gives fr- it, the, f- gives the fried it a, breading. Yeah, it gives it a different <laughs> Anything with fried feel. bread around it is going to taste pretty good. Exactly. So it's like when I look at it, I'm like, okay, I'll, 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 I'll give it a nice good, uh, I guess you could say I'll give it a nice good four, like I said. But okay. now we got to move on yes. to the main portion main of this meal, which is the total burger package we got yeah. here. So, Ben. We'll go through the categories here. The categories are. So taste. Taste. We're going uh, presentation. Presentation, yes. And then we're going to give our overall, like, combo, you know, factoring everything into consideration. Yep. We'll give an overall score. Um, so each of these first two uh, elements will play into our overall score. So we'll start with taste. So taste for me, I got the regular, you got the double. Um, my, for my regular char burger, again, good burger. Didn't blow me away. There's nothing really unique about this burger. We can also say price at the end, too. Yes. Yeah, we'll add the price in there as well. So I'll say for this one, I'll say 2.9 out of 5. 2.9 out of 5. For, for this. So better than, you know, your average being like a 2, two or 2.5. Two, two a, um, a little bit better than average. Okay. I'm going to go, um, because I ha- I've only had one bite so far. and had tomato in it. But, uh, I mean, I could sidestep the, the, the tomato situation here. And basically say that I'm going to go with, like you said, I might go with a 3.24 out of 5 and uh, make the calculations as you want. But it's not as good as some of the burger places that I've had in the area, such as, like like you said, a Red Robin or Elevation Burger. Um, I would put put on top of it as well. But um, with so many gourmet burger places in this area, you got to stand out a little bit. And I just didn't feel like this. Burger I just didn't feel like this place made uh, an effort to really stand out with their burger. I think this is just like, yeah, if I had this, am I happy? Sure. Am I seeking this out over like a Five Guys or over BurgerFi or any of those other places? 
Not really. Yeah, I, I, I would put it more so on the bottom end of the spectrum because, yeah. you know, I think a five guys up in the four and a half range. And I also think Burger Fi is is in that realm as well, um, because I, I like when you can get a, a milkshake and all this different type of stuff. Like their menu is pretty nice. But overall, like you said, are, are you seeking out this? I don't think so. But at the same time, let's move on yep. to price, because price. that is a big deal when you factor in this, because the price itself is really cheap, which is nice. Yeah, I was just going to mention that. So we looked at the, we both looked at the menu earlier, um, and we were a little surprised. I feel like for for the yeah. most part, especially, and I'm glad we. So Mike and I went with the decision to I was going to pick up the burger, yeah. um, which obviously you to avoid the the charge of for delivery because you know these places kind of gouge you on that. Yeah. They're gonna you know they're gonna add some extra here, but for the most part, the price is pretty impressive. Yeah, yours was yours was under five bucks. Mine was about yeah. five thirty or something of that nature. Um, under six, obviously. So, you know, that doesn't come with fries or anything like that. But the fries Correct. and everything are only about three bucks. And it's a decent-sized portion of fries um, and uh, and different things yeah, of that those nature. Were, those, were, those were pretty big. And I did appreciate how they packaged it in the in the bag. Yeah. Um, you know, they made sure to kind of separate everything out. So they did take the a second to kind of go through that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pull up the exact... Um, prices here just so the folks at home and you can yeah. habitburger.com is their website just spelled exactly how it sounds like um, so if you do want to check them out again they're on belmont chase drive they're in ashburn so as far as the burgers go so the original what i got actually a little bit higher than you said it was it's eight dollars and twenty cents um is uh for the regular char burger though the double char burgers are about a uh According to this, a dollar more expensive. Now you made some adjustments, so I don't know. But I only got, but I think are, which one are you looking at though? Because I only got the single burger itself. I don't know because I got the single. <laughs> that's a part of the menu. I think you can only see. Oh, that. this is double char burger four ninety nine. Yeah, exactly. That's what something. I'm saying. Okay, that's you, what I'm saying. Is because I think I think because uh, I got the single burger and then then, then obviously Whatever. the side. So the main point is yeah. it's pretty cheap. It's pretty yeah. good price. If you get a good burger for under ten bucks, yeah, price um, I would go with four I think and a half. Pretty happy. So yeah, I, I'm on the same boat there with you. Four it's and more half. so. I think it's more so to me. I think it's more so like a hey, you know. I, I, let's go grab something quick to eat or something like that. Sure. Let's, let's go grab this. Let's, let's try something different, you know, just to go something. But overall, I overall. think the price is, is, is definitely decent. So let's, but, let's, let's move um, to our our, uh, our final category. Are we on we overall? We got presentation. Presentation. Yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll go quick on this one. Presentation, I give a one and a half. Um, because, yeah, pretty bad. You know, it's it's in five guys. You always ask like, "Hey, what do you want?" And everyone says like, "All the way." Different stuff. I, I don't know if that's the right restaurant, but um, you know, you have different stuff like that where you can say, "I want this kind of sauce, this kind of sauce." But at five guys, that you know, they have the tin foil. But you open it up, it's never like, "Wow, messy." Ben, look at that commercial, by the way. See, Ooh-hoo. that's what I told you. Now that's that's probably going to be what our next week meal Ooh, is. Wow, okay? that's impressive. Um, but like that's the regular. But we're not going to you know obviously oh, spicy. Yeah, I might spicy. I might go with the spicy. See, see? It's two yeah. for six bucks. Wow. Anyways, we're going to come back to that next week. But <laughs> let's finish off yeah. this food review. So um, going back to what I was saying is that. When you look at Five Guys, you open up that tin foil. It's not, you know, it, it might be a little bit messy here and there because they obviously, you know, they're, they're they're throwing it in there and they're trying to go quick and whatnot. But in this one, I opened up my packaging and there was like two wrappers inside the packaging thing, and it was like, I mean, it was all over the place. And like, you, I had to like literally do like a little underhand scoop of the wrapper just to throw it away. Yeah. Uh, so and and my, my burger, I mean, there's there's mustard and ketchup on the on the bun and stuff like that. So you don't want to be grabbing your burger and have you know, condiments all over your hands because then it becomes a messy and sticky situation and you just don't want that. But presentation, I, I think I said a one and a half. I'm going to stick with that. Okay, I'm, I'm with you on that as well, actually. I'll say one and a half 
Um, actually, I'll go a little higher just because with the single burger, maybe they took, you know, there wasn't as much to deal with. So maybe 1.75 on that. Okay. Um, but yeah, I agree. I think, look, like we get it. It's to go. You're throwing it in a bag. But, you know, take the time. Make sure the burger looks nice for the customer. That, it's that extra effort. Yeah. You know, we, we appreciate it. Is it is take Make sure the sauces it's... aren't all over the place. Yeah. You know, things like that. Be mindful of your ratios on, yeah. on the sauce on the thing. I mean, we're not trying to be too picky, but we're trying to get think good, about it. It's takeout, but it's not like it's not fine dining, but it's, yeah. it's it, you know, you're still trying it's, it's a representation of your yeah, restaurant this isn't wendy's or mcdonald's or things like that like that's what we expect out of those guys yeah you're trying to separate yourself from that so time yeah. to get to our overall let's do it scores here um so taking everything into consideration i will go overall three points ponder it ponder it i'll go three and a half three and a half okay. 3.5 out of five Book it. That is your score for the Habit Burger Grill from me for the single burger with the fries, um, their char burger, three and a half out of five. I'm going to go with a 3.297. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, the tomato just really brought it down for me. I mean. You did not like the tomato. That's no, for it, sure. Because, yes, I did some adding and stuff like that. And obviously on the receipt or something like that, it might say a ton of stuff. Yeah, but, the receipt was very long. Yeah. But really, it, I didn't really add anything. I basically just took off the things and, and added mustard and ketchup because that was an option. Okay. Um, so that's basically what uh, the only things that I did was take it off. But because it didn't take off the tomato, eh. Not so what enough. was yours? 3.2? Two nine seven or something. There's like six decimal points. I don't remember what it was. Honestly, okay. I think yours was a little lower than mine. I think yours was like a three, yes. three point two nine. Don't get me wrong. I'm still gonna eat it. That is our food review here. We'll do some more of these here in 2019. We'll definitely, um, especially because, so, so the cool thing, Mike, with where you live is there, there is a lot of new food popping up oh, yeah. all over the place. Um, and even in that area where I got the burger, I was like, man, there's some places here that we, yeah. can, we can look into. I mean, that whole entire area. I know there's Cooper's Hawk, and I know there's Mod Pizza um, and things like that right there. But there's, there's a lot to work I mean, they, with. They, they got Ashburn over there. Area. Yeah, because that's a new area. Because I used to work at the Belmont <laughs> Country Club uh, you know, about five to ten years ago, somewhere in the range there. And there was nothing over there. There's, yeah. It was just it was just basically like a field. Yeah. And uh, basically now they got like you said Cooper's Hawk. They got um, a uh, artisan kitchen over there. They got a sushi place over there. Um, I think it's called Baker's Crust is what the artisan kitchen kind of is. Yeah. Um, they got Paso Pomodoro, which I don't know. If, I don't know if you got it before because I think I told you to get it. And I think yeah. we we're gonna get it one time for pizza, but we didn't. That is a type of place that you need to go to get legit Italian pizza because that place is on point. I'm always it's a fan. Jen's of that. favorite place, uh, and she's been overseas before, so she said that's the closest to Italian pizza you, you'll ever get. Sure, uh, they got a huge uh, wood burning oven. They got a nice ambiance. It's pretty cool. They got a little outdoor space, which is nice as well. Okay, um, okay. So uh, definitely check out Pots of Pomodoro. We might do that as well one time. Uh, but again, they they have so many different places over there. And you know, Whole Foods is kind of like uh, kind of like a Wegmans where you can go in there and actually yeah, get no, food you can. Like that. Yeah, no, I that know that place is awesome too. I love. Of that stuff. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely uh, maybe do a, a a quick. I can bring our little mini recorder and maybe do a little live, <laughs> yeah. uh, a little Insert live that food review on Facebook nice. Live or something like that. We'll f- we'll figure it out. But that is a food review. Again, try it for yourself. I mean, these are just two guys' opinions. This is what we thought. The Habit Bur- uh, Burger Grill there in uh, Belmont Ridge and Ashburn. Um, check it out for yourself. So yep. we, we got to the food. Now it is time to get to a little sports talk. We're going to start with the local team here. The Washington Redskins. He's back. Adrian Peterson is going to help him. Look at the 33-year-old Adrian Peterson. A 90-yard touchdown. And with that comes history. 
Kessler's going to go down. This time, Jonathan Allen is around his legs. Six sack. He has started every game. The second-year player out of Alabama. And as we enter into the Washington Redskins topic real fast, it's going to be a real quick, brief topic. Not going to be anything too crazy, but we're going to get into uh, what has transpired over the week so far for our football team here in Washington, D.C. And Mr. Simpson, this has been a kind of a crazy week because we heard different things and different rumors of this person going to be on our coaching staff. This person is going to be fired. This person is going to be here. All, All this different stuff. And Honestly, our coaching staff has honestly not changed whatsoever, pretty much, except for the special teams coordinator, which honestly, I think that special teams, it's a big part of football, but it ain't that big of a part of football where that's going to be your biggest coaching change when you go yeah. out there and just have another 500 season, pretty much, where you have uh, Greg Williams possibly there. He goes to the Jets. You had Todd Bowles. He goes to Tampa. I mean, you had all these pe- people out there. You could go and throw so much money out. Uh, out, out to and have Greg Minuski, you know, you know, get a kick in the kick in the rear and get out. But overall, nothing has changed pretty much except for Ben Kotwika going and leaving to go to Atlanta. Yeah. So uh, uh, Jason Lacanfora actually reported that it was Dan Snyder that was leading the search for a new Redskins defensive coordinator. Ooh, fantastic. Um, And basically, he actually really wanted former Redskins safety. And this is coming from um, SB Nation, um, that he wanted Todd Bowles. So he really wanted, uh, you know, former Redskins. He was former head coach of the Jets, Todd Bowles. That didn't work out. He wanted to look at Greg Williams, um, but that didn't really work out, obviously. And then Greg Williams supposedly didn't even take a meeting with us. Yes. So he, he, he turned towards him, but uh, he took the Jets defensive coordinator job before yep. he could even interview with Washington. So he didn't even interview him. Um, Snyder did fly Bowles um, to the Washington team facility, um, tried to convince him to take over the, the team defense. They didn't actually get to the negotiation stage, but this was all Snyder. Gruden had literally nothing to do with this. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and as we know, it didn't work out, and the Redskins are stuck with Greg Minuski, and just an awkward situation overall because you now you've got these reports coming out where the owner of the team didn't even want Greg Minuski to still be the defensive coordinator. Guess what? He's still the defensive coordinator, yeah. and now it's just awkward in, in Ashburn uh, with Redskins where um, you know, you've got a defensive coordinator that apparently nobody wants, yeah. um, and Jay Gruden not involved in any of this as well, and you've got Daniel Snyder who you know we're, we're all pre- not – pretty big fans of uh he's the one that really steamrolled this bruce allen nowhere to be found with any of this stuff um this just this is just weird to me uh, it should be you know you would think that everybody would be on the same page here mike but that's clearly not the case yeah and that's the biggest thing is that i think uh as a whole they kept monusky on the staff because they in their in the back of their mind it's kind of like a ploy in the back of their mind they know that something's going on here where people don't want to be here and, uh, you know, players, coaches included. And that's a big deal because of the sole fact is when you look at it and they said, hey, Manuski, you're still on the staff. You know, we're, we're, just, we're just talking to people because they apparently are trying to spin it like, oh, yeah, we're just trying to get better or we're just trying to, you know, pick the brains of these coaches. Like, like whatever. You're not trying to – they're not going to say, oh, yeah, here, why don't you pick my brain so you can use it in your team? That makes zero sense. And th- you, you look at it and the biggest thing was that they said Callahan, the offensive line coach, and also the assistant head coach – 
uh, and also Jim Tom Sula, the defensive line coach, they basically said that they wanted out. And the biggest deal with that was that apparently Jim Tom Sula is pretty close with Greg Minuski, and I think they did not want Jim Tom Sula to, Tom Sula to leave because of what he did with this young defensive line core uh, with Alan Payne, Ionitis, and, and, and so on and so forth, and, and Tim Settle as well. And they didn't want him to leave, but he said he probably would leave if Greg Minuski left. But that's the biggest thing is, you know, they're just all over the place because yeah. of the sole fact that you need to have a plan in place and say – just roll with it. You can't say, oh, well, we're going to keep him here just in case. But you know what? If it, if it all falls, all fails, all that kind of stuff, then we can have him still there. It's like, what's the point? I mean, your defense, yes. It's important. This is the most one of the – I mean, it goes probably head coach, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. Yeah. I mean, those are like – this is the third most important position on the football field from the coaching standpoint. And you've got a guy there where it's kind of like, well, we couldn't get anybody better. Yeah. That's, that's the opinion on it. And the funny thing is that they got coaches out there now. One actually coaching in the game we're watching right now with the Rams, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan with the Niners. I think Matt LaFleur, who actually was on uh, Shanahan's uh, Shanahan's uh, regime as well, yeah. uh, he's now the coach of, the, I think, the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, he is. Uh, yeah. So you look at it, it's like that's three coaches that were within the Redskins organization who are – probably going to flourish. I mean, you never know about LaFleur. I mean, he has Aaron Rodgers, so you never know. And you also have Kyle Shanahan with Jimmy Garoppolo. Hopefully he stays healthy um, in their future. But Sean McVay, to see all his success and all this type of stuff, people are trying to go out there. Look at Cliff Kingsbury, who just got hired into the NFL after getting fired at Texas Tech. I mean, he just got hired, and and everyone's trying to look for that new Sean McVay-type player who's – or, excuse me, type coach that basically is out there that's a young gun guy that wants to, you know, bring all this new-age stuff into the NFL. Well, Sean McVay is a savant. That's, that's, everyone knows that already. And that's the thing is you look at it and say, well, we had all these guys in our system, but we're stuck with Jake Rudin. We're stuck with Greg Minuski. We're stuck with uh, Matt Cavanaugh, who you know, was the quarterback's coach before uh, you know, you know, he became the offensive coordinator here. And it's like, what, what are you doing? you got to make something happen. I mean, you're going to go into next season probably without Alex Smith. And you're going to have possibly a whole new defensive uh, defensive front with you know the, the whole entire rumor of Zach Brown, Mason Foster, possibly Josh Norman, Ha Ha Clinton Dix. All these guys are basically going to you know leave most likely. Preston Smith, if you re-sign him, you never know. Then you have obviously um, what's his face, Ryan Kerrigan. He's getting older, so it's like you got a whole new defense going to come in. Yes, this year was better than last year and uh, and and uh, past couple years, I guess I guess you could say with the numbers, but. At the same time, you know, you, you dominated in the first half of the season. You didn't have that many injuries in the second half of the season. You just, I mean, be quite frank, you sucked. I mean, you're letting guys get 500. I mean, the Tampa Bay Bucks, yes, their offense ain't that, uh, it's is, is pretty special. Uh, but you had Ryan Fitzpatrick. You can't come up with something crazy to stop Ryan Fitzpatrick from throwing 500 yards on you or some of these other guys not stopping the run. It's just like you, you, you held Saquon Barkley, Ezekiel Elliott, Christian McCaffrey all to, I think it was like 96 yards combined in three games. And then all of a sudden, the second half, you just drop off with hardly any injuries. I mean, what's up with that? You got to, you got to, you know, Face the, face the consequences when your team, when your position is not being, you know, fulfilled to the, to the maximum. This is a 1-32 in 32 position in the entire world. There's only 32 defensive coordinators out there in the world, uh, or at least that are employed in the world, that sure. are in the NFL level. And if, if you don't do your job, there's somebody out there that can and that's the thing. You always have to go find that. But if your culture is just, just this bad, no one wants to go here. 
No, I, I, I completely agree with you. And let's let's real real quick talk on uh, talk on the. Uh, so here's a quick list of Redskins unrestricted free agents. Next week, we'll get into okay. these a little bit more. Let's do it. Um, but I just wanted to, to throw this out there. This is according to SpotTrack.com. So we've got Inseki. Um, we've got HaHa Clinton Dix. McPhee, the outside linebacker, Pernell McPhee. Preston Smith. Adrian Peterson. Austin Howard. Mark Sanchez. <laughs> Josh Johnson. You know, we know those guys. Uh, Bergstrom. Michael Floyd. Jonathan Cooper. Luke Bowanko. Yeah, well, he's, he's he was picked up late. Yeah, Mark, <laughs> Marcus Smith, uh, Zach Karen, uh, Marquise Flowers, uh, Quandejo. Uh, Ari Quandro. Quandro, yeah. Well, uh, these he never are, plays anyway. You can tell these guys don't play because I don't know their names. And then Zach Vigil. So, you know, I, there's, there's a list there. There's plenty yeah. of names there that we don't really care about. But there are some names that we do care about, and we will be talking about, like I said, um, you know, within the next uh, show or so, we'll get yeah. into kind of the most important free agents. And, you know, guys like ha-ha, Clinton Dix and like some of those guys uh, are going to be it's going to be real interesting to see how the team treats those guys. Oh, yeah. Um, in this offseason, these free free agents. And, and uh, well, you never know, because that's the biggest thing is that, like we said, you know, all, in this entire list. Did you did you once say uh, Mason Foster? No. Did you once say Zach Brown? No. Those guys are on the, the chopping block right now to possibly leave. But. Hopefully within the next week, uh, two weeks, we will get more information of what is actually going to be, I mean, put forth for this defense. But the offense, you know, that's basically going to be built with the draft. They're going to they're going to have to get a couple of free agents for their offensive line. But that the whole entire outside guys, that, I mean, all the mock drafts I've seen so far are mainly uh, uh, wide receivers, quarterbacks, different stuff of that nature. And you know what I'm thinking uh, to, uh, real quickly is the sole fact that I'm looking at uh, this entire draft, which we will get to, of course, the next few weeks and all this stuff, and also into April. But for me, I'm really liking the fact now, and I didn't want to say this in the first place, but I'm really liking the fact now if they draft a quarterback. Now, if they can go out and get like a Will Greer out of West Virginia, big-bodied guy, gunslinger, the type of guy that will go out there and be like a, not really a Russell Wilson, but be that kind of guy that will go out there and throw the ball around and, and, you know, have that stature and stamina where, you know, he's a big-bodied guy to the point where he's got some size and he's got the arm strength to go out there. And he's also got, I think, the most experience pretty much out of any of these guys like Drew Locke um, and uh, Kyler Murray. And, uh, and and those type of guys. Um, and I just think that if you can get someone like that, it'll be a, a big positive. But we'll get back into that sure. uh, a little bit later. But let's talk real quick about the games that are going to go on uh, tonight, which is the Pats and the Chiefs, and also the game that we're watching right now while recording this, the Saints and the Rams. So what are your, yeah. what are your initial thoughts right now? Yeah, so obviously those listening probably already know <clears throat> who won those games. Uh, but, you know, we're, when we're recording this right now, we're in the third quarter of Saints and Rams 2017 Saints beating the Rams right now. And I guess one of the questions that, you know, we, we were kind of talking about before the show was, you know, are, are we happy with this four? With these being the final four teams left in the playoffs, is there enough exciting storylines here um, to work with, with obviously on the other half being, uh, you know, the, the, the Patriots and the Chiefs and, and Mahomes. And, you know, it's kind of a little bit similar to last year as far as like Jacksonville versus the Patriots and kind of the young, you know, upstart team, uh, you know, that has America's hearts versus the, you know, the, 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 the Patriots who just win it every single year. Um, and then, you know, in this game where you got the high power Drew Brees offense versus, you know, the Rams, which is a little bit flashy, Sean McVay, flashy kind yeah. of young gun. So, you know, to me, I, I'm, I'm pretty pleased with how this has kind of shook out. Um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't necessarily 
you know, obviously we're not upset that we, there's no Cowboys or Eagles or those teams yep. uh, that have made it to this point. But, I mean, for this game today, it's been clearly entertaining, close enough to make it fun. Saints and Rams. Look at know, that the, total yards. Yeah. At it, the end of the three, there's pretty much the exact same total yards, 234. So it's been close enough. I think the big, the big question mark, I think, for everybody is tonight's game. Oh, yeah. Is the, that's the, the Chiefs-Pats the Chiefs game is the, the one that we're all really wondering about. Um, this one we kind of knew, yeah, this is probably going to be pretty entertaining. Um, but uh, I think tonight's game, that could go definitely one or two ways Yeah, uh, for sure. So, I mean, I, as a football fan, I'm happy. I think this is a good weekend of football with these two matchups. I think tonight's matchup, though, is the one where I'm a little – I have a lot more question marks than in this game. I think this game I knew, yeah, it could be entertaining. It could go either way. You know, we'll see what happens tonight. It can, Yeah, it can go either way, but I think it could go really, really bad for the Chiefs, um, or they can make things interesting. Yeah, and, and in my opinion, looking at this game that we're watching right now, the Saints and the Rams, this was like two of the top five offenses in the entire league. And uh, really, when you're looking at these two squads, it's – it's kind of like Sean Payton and, and Drew Brees, the dynamic duo that are pretty much right behind uh, Brady and Belichick. And then you have Sean McVay and the young gun, Jared Goff. And really, when you're looking at these guys, uh, it's just something to watch out for. Because, I, I, like I said, I want the Rams to win in this game. But if the Saints do win, which everyone out there who are listening to this already do, do know that the Saints uh, either win or lose. I, I wouldn't care because I'm going to be rooting for either of these two teams yeah. in the Super Bowl. And it's not an NFC type of thing. It's just because, you know, I like Drew Brees. I think he's a stand-up guy. I think he plays the game right. And uh, I also like Sean McVay. I mean, I think Sean McVay was a stand-up guy here in Washington. And I think overall that both these two teams have a really damn good shot to make it to the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. But looking at the Chiefs in the past real fast before we end this segment. Sure. Literally. I just I just look at the, the the Chiefs as being a great offensive team, but if they have one of those blemishes where Travis Kelsey is getting triple covered, uh, or Tyreek Hill, uh, it's it's snowing outside, which supposedly the weather is supposed to play a factor in this uh, AFC Championship game. If if the weather plays a factor where he can't run as fast as he can uh, and how he has in the past, or the run or Patrick Mahomes throws a couple picks or whatever it may be, their defense isn't good enough to stop people like it has been in the past. Eric Berry might be out; we don't know yet. Um, but at the same time, uh, you know, D Ford isn't isn't the player he was last week uh, against the Eagles, or excuse me, against um, uh, Indy. He, he's not going to be that type of guy. He's not that that type of guy each and every week. And then you have Justin Houston. He's getting older, and different just different guys are hurt. Different they, their their defense isn't how it was. Marcus Peters is now on the Rams. I mean, their defense isn't ha- as good as it was uh, th- as it was you know a, a past three four years when Alex Smith was there. And that's the thing is that. Defenses also uh, are kind of exposed when Alex Smith or a player like that is not on the field. Now, Patrick Mahomes, he he keeps the the ball in check. He doesn't have a ton of picks, uh, and, and and basically they, they keep control of the ball for the most part. And they're always playing from ahead, pretty much. Uh, but at the same time, you look at Alex Smith. Our defense looked a lot better when he was in the game, wasn't it? Because we weren't turning the ball over. You have a lot less chances to to, to screw up, basically. And uh, you'll see the Chiefs possibly uh, get exposed here by Brady um, in the Pats because of the sole fact that you, all, you saw Brady in the Pats expose the Chargers, and people were picking the Chargers to make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, even last week they were. So you never know. Right now the, the lines for both, both games are uh, three for both number one seeds, uh, and uh, the over-under is pretty much the exact same at 56. So you have to look at this and say, I think it's going to be under for the Pats game, and I think the Pats are going to cover that spread, and I think they're going to win the ball game. But who knows? Yeah, we're going to definitely uh, 
you know, again, those listening, you know the what's going to happen here. But as we get closer and closer to Super Bowl time, yeah. we'll definitely, again, be doing some Super Bowl previews and things like that. Um, plenty of, uh, of talk around that. We know it's not technically D.C. sports related, but if it's something as major as in the sports landscape like the Super Bowl, we're obviously going to yeah, talk exactly. about it for sure. Um, so that probably does it for a football talk. Are we going to transition now to some Washington Nationals baseball talk? Sounds good to me. All right, why not? Here we go. Three balls, two strikes, the pitch. Swing and a long drive. Time to talk a little bit of Washington Nationals. Not a lot, um, to be honest, just because, again, we're still uh, about a month away from, you know, players even reporting to camp. So uh, it kind of makes it tough for us to do a ton of, uh, of, of, of baseball talk. And we talked a lot actually last week. So if, if you did want to get your baseball fill, go back and, and listen to last week's show um, because we were able to touch on a lot of Washington Nationals kind of off-season stuff. But we did want to talk real quick and let you guys know what the plan is here for, for Nationals talk. So uh, I believe the pitchers report on the 14th um, and then the rest of the players report a few days after that. I think the 19th, uh, everybody else reports. So what uh, we're going to do here on the show in the next couple of weeks or so, we're going to start our spring training kind of preseason reports. And what we're going to do is we're going to spend each show to, uh, focusing on a particular grouping um, of players. So we're talking outfield, we're talking starting pitchers, infield, you know, uh, bullpen, things like that. We'll, we'll focus, hyper-focus on each individual area, uh, each episode, and, and that way you can be fully aware of, okay, where do the Nets stand at these positions heading into this season? Um, and then throughout spring training, of course, we'll provide some reports and updates on, hey, you know, but to me, honestly, and I don't know if you, you're the same, Mike, but I, the spring training games, I just don't care about at all. It's really hard for me. Now, I, I love I love when it's like, all right, it's baseball season again. It's coming around again. I love that. But the game, if, if a game doesn't count, I really don't care about it. Yeah. And spring training, we know, you know, uh, a guy can bat, you know, uh, 175 in spring training. And then when the regular season starts, come out of the gates hitting 400. I mean, (laughs) spring training just doesn't matter at all as far as like what teams are winning or what teams, how guys are playing. It's for me, it's more of like, okay, I like to kind of see some of the lineups um, that they throw out there. It's fun to kind of see the the stories that they put out in spring training when the newspaper beat reporters are trying to just find material to write (laughs) about and they kind of use spring training to do that. But we'll we'll kind of be providing updates. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then you got guys like Ryan Zimmerman who just doesn't, playing spring training games <laughs> and then comes out of the gate hitting 170 and 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 wonders why i wonder why i'm not hitting so well well maybe because you're not playing in spring training yeah. um but yeah we'll definitely get into that but we'll hyper focus on those different areas and um and and things like that as we get closer and closer to the season Any, anything else you wanted to add there mike as far as kind of the baseball realm goes because not much has happened since our last show still no bryce harper update um still i mean no other moves in the rizzo landscape it's been kind of steady over the last week yeah no, i mean no doubt about it honestly I mean, they've done so many moves so far, so the little lull, I guess you could say, over the last week or so, it isn't too bad for me. I think it's just, you know, you see this quote-unquote lull that we're having, you know, 90% of the teams have every single year. So, you know, this is a big deal because when Bryce Harper isn't here or is, is in question to being here, 
you know, they, they got to make moves. And that's what you know Rizzo has done. He's been proactive every single time uh, that he looks at a need, he goes out and gets it. He looks at a need, he goes out and gets it. And that's what's, you know, so great about having Mike Rizzo back there. But, you know, I, I praise or sang his praises last week, so I'm not going to do it again. But as a whole, uh, the whole entire Bryce Harper update, you know, it's been back and forth. Uh, right now, the leaders in the clubhouse are basically the Nats and the Phillies so far. Um, and Machado supposedly has an offer. Uh, from the White Sox, and yep. it, it's it, it's all it's all right now kind of at a standstill. You know, you hear like a little bit of a little tidbit of news, and then all, that's pretty much all you hear. But I guess as, the one there's there's one. Sorry to interrupt, but there's one good. baseball related thing I did want to just get your thoughts on. So okay. um, this is non Nats related. So Chris Bryant came out recently. This was over the past couple of days, and came out and said, you know, why would anybody want to play in St. Louis? Um, basically kind of came out and disrespected St. Louis. Chris yeah. Bryant obviously playing for the Cubs. A lot Rivals. of Cardinals guys took exception to that. You know, guys like Yadier Molina, you know, had responses um, to that. And some Tony, other guys that Tony played. Tony LaRusso ever saying yeah, that? Yeah, I, th- I think so. I think a, a couple guys came out with quotes saying, like, you know, this guy is, you know, th- that, that's, a f- that's a foolish thing to say. you got to show respect to these cities and things like that. You know, I take the stance, and I don't know if you, if, if you agree, where I actually kind of – I'm happy about something like that because I think we are so used to guys in baseball, especially being afraid of starting any drama or being afraid to say anything outrageous. There are very few guys in the league that will say something like that negative about another team or another city. Everyone's towing the line. Everyone wants to be the Mike Trout's of the world who never says anything bad. And and I'm not trying to fault Mike Trout, but I'm just saying, you know, there's all these poster boys of the league. And then you've got Chris Bryan here trying to maybe play a little bit of the heel. Yeah. Um, and using wrestling term there, where you know maybe maybe being the villain, uh, maybe you know injecting some life into the Cubs Cardinals rivalry by saying you know what screw St. Louis, yeah. why would anyone want to go to St. Louis? You know things like that. Um, I think baseball has had a hard time having those types of guys. Uh, you know, starting drama anymore. I don't think guys are starting S anymore. Well, that's another thing that you look at uh, within baseball is everyone keeps saying, oh, it's an old man's game, this and that, this and that. They're not getting the new generation. Uh, and, and those type of fans aren't coming to the ballparks and, you know, sitting with their dad and watching the game or doing whatever of that nature. Because, I mean, I, I look back when I was a kid, I remember I still had the ticket of uh, going to RFK Stadium watching the Redskins and the Bucks. I think it was back in 19, might have been 19... Uh, 97 or something of that nature um, where, you know, I, I was I was a young kid. Me and my dad sat in the nosebleeds and, you know, late in the fourth quarter, we went down and somehow, of course, probably the Redskins were probably losing sure. uh, <laughs> or something of that nature. And, uh, you know, we went down on their seats down in the lower bowl and we ended up going down, sitting down there for the last 10 minutes of the game. And that's the thing is, you know, you, you look at some of these people nowadays and they just don't have uh, that 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 notion to go and watch these sports uh, with their the younger generation, and you look at baseball as uh, the more specified thing we're talking about here, and they don't have those 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 those, those, those uh, you know those those I guess you could say crap talkers uh, out there nowadays that sit there and they just want to inject uh, like you said the rivalry back or whatever it may be. And in my opinion, I think that when you look at baseball as a whole, uh, it, it's it's turning into a boring game. And you know, me and you love baseball, uh, but. We were, you know, introduced to the baseball years that were uh, Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa. It was on the news every single night. Who cares if it was cork bats or not? You know, they had the whole entire uh, steroid era with A Rod and Rafael Palmero and Roger Clemens, all these guys. Where that was fun, even though it was illegal, it was fun. Sure. And that's the thing sure. is now you don't see it. I mean, like you said, Mike Trout. And, oh yeah, you know, we had a good we had a good game today. You know, we came out with a 
with the W, and you know it was a pretty good day. Like stuff like that. No one wants to hear that. They want to hear what Chris Bryant said or or Bryce Harper, you know, uh, and, and Hunter Strickland, you know, going at it or something like I that. I mean, look at the NBA. Look at the NBA. There's drama every single night. Yeah. A guy made hits a hard foul. I mean, the other night it was I forget it was like Jokic or somebody did a hard foul on on Russell Westbrook. He's asked after the game what he thought about the foul. Foul. Russell Westbrook goes, you know what? F that guy. You know that was that was an effing cheap play. Yeah. Um, screw that guy. Now you know next time that they're those teams are going to play, you're going to want to watch yep. what's going to happen in the game. Now, I'm not asking for a brawl look every look game. Look at hockey with the Bruins. Everyone exactly. was waiting, waiting 40 games to play the Bruins again because of the cheap shot. Exactly. Did hockey, does, uh, the hockey has plenty of those types of moments where you know, okay, now I know next time these two play, this is much must-watch TV. Yeah. Um, and, and NBA has that almost on a nightly basis now. And, and again, I'm not asking for fights. I mean, yeah, a fight every now and then, is it fun to watch? Sure. I'm not asking that for every game. But in the NBA, there's guys that, and teams that just hate each other. Yeah. And it's fun to watch. In baseball, we don't have that anymore. The Red Sox all, and Yankees aren't brawling yeah. anymore. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Cardinals and Cubs aren't brawling well, you anymore. You don't have those guys like Pedro Martinez and and uh, and Manny, Manny Ramirez out there talking yeah, guys crap. Guys aren't talking crap anymore. Exactly. And, like, you know, the, the one thing about the Washington Nationals is they don't have a true rival. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we can say, oh, yeah, Nats Braves is fun to watch, or Nats Phillies. It's like, yeah, well, that's because you play them, you know, 30 times a year. Yeah, yeah okay, we play this team more than the other team, but... You know, it was. It, there's no drama or intrigue, and I, I don't need the Nats to really have, uh, you know, an S talker on the team. But there, it would be nice to not yeah. to, to have a guy who says, you know what, I hate every single team out there, yeah. and I want to beat them every single night. And I think that guy sucks, and I think this city sucks, and I think, you know, and and, and it suddenly it creates, a, oh, what's going to happen in this game? But now, you know, Mike, we just don't have that in baseball. There's no. not a lot of guys like that. So I'm fine with Chris Bryant coming out and talking crap about, the, you know, the Cardinals when the Cubs Cardinals rivalry used to be the thing of. You got to watch. There was an entire book on it uh, about Tony Tony Larusso. It's called like Three Nights in, in August or something like that, where it was all based around these three this three game series with the Cubs, and it was Cardinals Cubs, and it was must watch, and yeah. it was this, you know all these uh, you know, Sammy Sosa versus Mark McGuire, and all these uh, super interesting things. We don't have that anymore in baseball, and they're wondering why. Hey, the younger generation isn't watching. Well, guess what? The younger generation. I mean, hockey numbers have gone up, NBA numbers are up. Football is just one giant fight, you know, every game, um, and teams not liking each other and players. You know, they're wondering about that. Baseball, you got to have something, some some more reason to, to watch. Hey, you got to uh, have that spark, know? though. That's the biggest thing. It's got to be more of a spark. The, the, yeah. the problem also I look at is 162 games. I mean, <laughs> so long. You, you, you look at it, and it's almost the exact same thing as, you know, uh, uh, the Real Madrid and the La Liga or something like that where – they have a game here and there, and it's just like it spans from you know August to you know basically June the next year. It's yeah. like you got you got to switch it out and say like I'm not saying that you got to make a huge change like change the amount of games, but I think that's a big part of the of the the detriment to baseball and the younger generation is because of the sole fact that it's 162 games, and you look at it and it's like. Well, where's the rivalry? Because you see these guys so many times a year. Yes, the Yankees, Red Sox, all that kind of stuff. You know, you know overrated and, rivalry yeah, at this yeah, point. Yeah, people keep saying oh, it was the best rivalry. In the and no, no, it's not. Not anymore. It's, it used to be. Yeah, it was yeah. fun and interesting. Now, not interesting whatsoever. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing is that you just look at these teams and you know baseball just has so many different things that you look into it and say like the draft, not a big deal. Okay, and you look at, uh, for instance, you look at um, obviously the, the length of the games, 162. It's, it's not a big deal because you see so many people all the time. Uh, the uh, the the promotions about games, all like it's just a bunch of different things that you look at that are not a big deal in baseball to the point where it's like, 
I mean, what, what's what, what are we doing here? Like, you're losing fans because of certain reasons. You're, you need to, you know, Rob Manfred. Or I think he's, I think he's still the, the, yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. guy, whatever. Yeah, and they needed to make a real big change to uh, inject, uh, you know, some some life, some, 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 yeah. Yeah, some life, some livelihood, some some rivalry, some some type of thing. Because you look at people like Jalen Ramsey for the for the Jaguars in the NFL. He was talking about crap about almost every single quarterback in the whole entire league. And that's yeah, they played like crap this season. The season the Jags did, but they have a crappy quarterback of themselves. So it's like you just look at it and you're just like, you need to find those type of guys that are hard-nosed guys that are kind of like blue-collar, like, I don't care about this guy. This guy sucks. Like, Hunter Strickland, that's another end of the spectrum. That yeah, guy, that, that we, we're not talking about being an actual a-hole that's, <laughs> yeah. like, throwing at guys' heads. That's not what we want. Yeah. But, yeah, we want to, like you said, like, uh, you know, that or, like, a, a Giannis. So, so Giannis Antetokounmpo in the NBA, he, he, you know, he came out and said, look, I'm, I'm tired. I'm, I'm sick and tired of seeing guys in the offseason all practice together and play together yeah. and act like friends, LeBron and Wade and all these guys. He's like, he was asked, hey, would you ever do a summer workout with, like, LeBron and those guys? He said, hell no. Yeah. Because uh, I know when the season starts, my, my goal is them. to destroy them. So I don't want to be buddy-buddy with them in the summer and then be going after it um, in the winter. So, yeah. you know, he said, no, I'm not going to do that. So I, I think we need some more guys like that. It was just something I wanted to mention briefly because it's, it's kind of been recent news um, in the league and, and people talking about it. So, you know, I, I, do the Nationals really have a guy like that? Not really. They don't really have an outspoken yeah. um, uh, S-talker. I mean, Bryce Harper was kind of close to that, but like at the same time, we all know Bryce Harper was kind of all about himself, you know. So kind of I don't selfish, think he yeah. cared as much about that the other stuff. Um, so, so there's no one on the Nats right now no. that can go out there and say something. Say yeah, something. like Wor- Worth. Worth was one of those quiet leaders, but like if if when stuff went down, you know that he was the guy that he'd be up there, you know, ta- talking crap to the other yeah. team if he if he felt disrespected and things like that. You know, in the past they had some psychos uh, like <laughs> Niger Morgan and things oh like that. Um, I remember seeing some brawls there, but uh, yeah, there there is no guy in the Nats where I'm like, oh yeah. Yeah, this is the guy that's going to that, lead the charge. Remember that play with Nigel Morgan when, when he went up for the catch and, the, and it hit off his glove? And he, th- he thought he bounced it out. Oh, yeah, and yeah. he threw his glove. Yep, and he's like yeah. sitting there. And like, the ball's you know, just like sitting. The ball's like five feet from him. Yep, I do. God, that guy was an idiot. So I'm not asking for that. <laughs> but I, I just would, I would love, and especially since they got some you know, young talent here. I just want some of these guys. And the problem is they're, they're coached nonstop to be, you know, nice, friendly faces. And, yeah. and that's what kids are going to look up to. But you know what? Kids are also going to look up to guys that speak their mind and aren't afraid yeah. to talk crap about another team while still maintaining respect. Well, that, that proves loyalty. That well, exactly. Loyalty exactly. To, to your team. And I'm not talking about talking out of your, you know, your your ass. Yeah. But you know, um, or saying things that are completely ridiculous. I'm just talking about, hey, look, when we go against the Braves, you know, I'm not buddy buddy with any guy across the diamond on their yeah. Braves. I want to beat them bad. They they do this that I don't like. They do that that I don't like. And I want to beat them every single night. And that yeah. makes me want to go to the ballpark to see that. So. And also we'll to to go along with sure. your last uh, last point there with preseason. I think the preseason lasts way too. Oh, 100. percent I understand 100%. they want to they want to get you know back into shape and all that kind of stuff but they don't need that long you, you don't need you need you know, a month you know, maybe yeah they, they have like a month and a half's worth yeah it's wait it's i mean i've been down there and those games just suck i mean it's fun to go it's see fun them. for four innings and then everybody leaves yeah they, yeah then they have all these all these no names that are coming out there trying to make the team and yeah, it's guys like, from double a that you're not even going to see in the league ever yeah no i'm with you i, I like spring training because the vibe is it's a lot chiller you can get a yeah. lot it's 
cheaper. You, the, everything's cheaper. Food, beer, Florida. everything. You can get <laughs> it's Florida. Yeah, exactly. You can get closer to the players. Autograph situations are there much easier in in, uh, in spring training than during the regular season and things like that. But yeah, um, I agree. Way, way, way too long because we're talking some. You know, Nats are reporting next month. They're still not playing until April. I mean, they still got you know months and months and before the baseball season starts. So yeah, we'll see how that plays out. Who knows? But time to transition a little bit here, yeah. huh? That's I. I Yes, I agree. Are we going to hit the ice? I think hitting the ice would be nice. Why not? Here we go. Eller for the draw. And as the puck drops, the words that D.C. fans have been waiting to hear since 1974. The Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions. The Washington Capitals. It is not a dream. It is some Washington Capitals talk. And Mike has not been... So, (laughs) it's funny. We spoke last week. We did the show on Monday night over the phone with the snow. They were going to be playing St. Louis that night. We wrapped up. We said, you know, of these next three, (laughs) four games, they could probably take three, four, two, four, something like that. Instead, they go ahead and drop four straight, uh, losing 1-4 to St. Louis, 2-7 to Nashville on Tuesday, got shut out on Friday against the Islanders, uh, the return of, of, of the coach there, 2-0 two, two there, and then they lose today 8-5 to five against the Blackhawks. It has not been a pretty week for the Washington Capitals. What the heck is going on? I mean, didn't didn't I say that they, I think they can win four of six? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. Not um, quite. I mean, you look at it, and it's like, geez, Louise, they just, oh, man, I don't know. Since beating the Bruins, they've literally lost f- five straight. And, I mean, yes, they got, you know, the OT lost to the Jackets. But, I mean, if you look at the goals against average in this situation here, two to the Jackets, uh, four of the, the Blues, seven, so that's 13, plus two, 15, and just eight. I mean, that's tw- that's literally, that's 23 goals. Eight today is so I bad. I mean, it's terrible. I mean, you, you let, no joke, since the, the Preds game, I mean, that's right there. That is 17 goals in three games. 17 goals. I mean, that's embarrassing. That's almost six goals a game average. I mean, that's that's terrible. And that's the thing is, in, in, the, in those games, yeah, you scored five today, but who cares? You, so you let someone score eight, you should be scoring five, apparently. And it's, you know, I just feel so bad for the Caps right now. And, uh, you know, I'm not worried, but no, you know, they, they had a nice little lead. Uh, you know, they were, you know, supposedly one of the top, you know, five teams in the league and all that kind of stuff. But when those power rankings come out, you know, uh, for the uh, I guess you could say for the first half, those, the Caps are going to be in the bottom half of the tent. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah. Have, you have to say that because the I mean, they flip flop in the Met. Now they're you know yeah. they were leading the Met, and now now the Islanders and Columbus both overtook them. So yeah, they're still technically you know they're in, in the third spot. And, and Columbus lost last night too. They lost two of the last three nights. But at fifty nine points now of the teams that are in the playoffs, the Caps, you know, are one of the lower ends of the teams that are in the playoff run with with fifty nine. And, yep. and yeah, it has been a rough. I mean. We, we had so much positive things to talk about last episode as, you know, we were looking forward to these next couple of games. And then, you know, as you said, so, you know, the, that's the big question is, are you worried? And clearly the, from, from your perspective, you are not. Yeah. Um, this is a blip. 
in the schedule. Yeah. But, you know, looking at the rest of this week here, San Jose, Toronto, and then they finish the month and actually start um, the month of February with Calgary. You know, uh, if, if if the Caps, you know, lose two of the next three and then suddenly, you know, they, they just bitter out the, the rest of January. What, what I guess at what point do you start getting worried? The, the point where I start getting worried is how they played February because the, the break right now is what they need. They need a little bit of a break. They need a little bit of a breather. Make sure they get, you know, their, their, their sea legs under them and, and, and relax a little bit, sleep in their own beds. And that's the biggest thing I look at that's a big positive here, Ben, is sure. in February, they start off, they start off the, the, the month with six straight home games. So think about this. From, from basically from after that Toronto game. Yeah, until, they get a lot of time off. Exactly. Until mo- the Monday, uh, February 11th, they get to stay home the entire time. Eight so, days. Yeah, eight days. And that doesn't include the, the whole entire uh, situation with the, with the off time, with, with the whole entire all-star break where they can go home and hang out and stuff sure. like that with family time and different things like that. Because with those six games, they come back in February that they are at home. Like I said, they can stay home, they can relax, they can be in their own beds, they can, you know, they don't have to travel, all that kind of stuff. And then, then you go on this big six-game road trip that, you know, you have to play the Jackets, you have to play the Sharks, the, the, the Maple Leafs, the Sabres, who are a surprise this year. And then you also have the two guys in California as well with the Ducks and the Kings. And that's the thing is you got to look at this situation and say, and in February, they got to at least, at least win 65% of their games because if they don't, it's going to be an issue because I think that if you come down to February and you start to you know dwindle down the standings here a little bit because you're winning, you're winning one, you're losing one, you're winning one, and you're splitting, that's not going to be good enough. You have to go on these runs. Yes, they, they had a rough start to the season, but then they came on this run. They, they won seven straight. They won eight of nine. They won. It's like they're doing all this kind of stuff where it's like, this is great. But at the same time, at the end of February, when the season starts to become, you know, really not in jeopardy, but it starts to be coming down to the wire, like, you know, when you hear on the radio and different things of that nature where they're like, okay, you know, we got, you know, 20 games left, we got 10 games left, we got all this kind of stuff. That's when it comes down to the point you look at it and you're like, should we really be worried at this point? Should we really be looking at this and saying, hey, uh, guys, uh, we're one spot out of the playoff contention here. And we were, you know, in second place, you know, a month ago. So at the end of February, that's when you should come back to me and say, hey, are you really going to be, you know, going to a playoff game this year or are you going to be watching them in the playoffs? Because you never know. But right now, I'm cool, calm, and collective, ready for the All-Star weekend. Hopefully they can try to split one of these last two games or even win both. You never know. And then uh, sleep in their own beds and uh, be with their families for the next, say, basically two and a half, three weeks. Uh, you know, at home, and hopefully they get back on track. I think. I think to me, if there is anything to worry about, I think it is like you, like you mentioned a, a moment ago, the amount of goals that this team has given up. I think that is something that's a little scary. I mean, you look at the Nashville game, seven goals. You look at the Chicago game, day eight goals. Those are not normal hockey scores, and, and the amount of goals and letting the Blues. In. The Blues. Excuse my chewing. Yeah, no. <laughs> the Blues are one of the worst teams in the league, and they gave up nine goals in their last two games against the Blues. Come yeah. on now. Yeah, so I, I think if, if there's one thing that I'm a little worried about, it's the, fa- it's the defense side of things. Um, I, I think the Caps clearly are just giving up way too many goal-scoring opportunities and, and not really answering. I mean, getting shut out against the Islanders, that, that's just no good for the defending yeah. Stanley Cup champs. Well, the problem with that game, too, with Barry Trotz coming back to D.C. for the first time was that on the TV broadcast, they basically were saying this is the carbon copy of what Barry Trotz did in the playoffs that made them win the Stanley Cup, where they had 
one guy for checking. That's it. And they had four guys literally back just waiting for them to come through the, through the neutral zone, which the Caps couldn't do anything. They had 17 shots, I think, through two and a half periods. 17. I mean, that's that's basically right there. You're averaging like six shots a not, period. Not it's, it was just terrible. So enough. you got to look at it and say, you know, that game, okay, you know, not the best, but right now on this big skid, this is the worst skid you've seen. And, you know, when they're flip-flopping, uh, you know, standing, standing positions, it, it's not a good look. Yeah, is is you know, we are as as we mentioned. Do you think that this break is is just gonna is gonna be the difference for this team? Do you think having this break, getting to play these games at home, are those are those kind of the two things that you just see? Okay, th- this team's gonna bounce back. These are gonna be, and obviously it's hard to predict because we don't know what's gonna happen. But yeah. uh, we, they they clearly have a lot of things going in their favor. If you think you know, we, we said okay, let's check in at the end of February, but let's let's talk about b- earlier than that. Let's say that the Caps. Don't play well, and we're in mid-February. We're on the 12th, and they just had their six home game stretch after eight days off, and we're looking at, I mean, is anything less than a split, you know, a failure in in, in those six in that six-game stretch? I mean, in my opinion, the, the Caps, I don't care if they're on the road or they're at home. I mean, they were on the road last year. They played pretty well in the playoffs and different stuff of that nature. But literally, when you look at those six games, now – I think I, I'm, I'm still going to go with the entire month of February, but sure. literally when you look at it, Florida not that great, Colorado, eh, Vancouver, eh, you know, Boston, we they haven't won against us in like 20 years apparently, <laughs> and it's like you know that week. I think that's what we'll go with. Okay, that week, the third through the ninth, that's going to be the week if they can come out and, and and win possibly three or four of those and and look look good and. You know, hold teams to under two goals, and don't get me wrong. In, in the in the last couple of games with, in January, obviously today, I don't know if Braden Holpe played today, but uh, in the Blues game and the Nat and the Preds game, uh, Holpe wasn't playing that game. Copley was playing in those two games because of the sole fact that uh, uh, I believe that uh, Holpe had his little the little uh, eye cut injury thing. Um, where the stick got caught in his helmet, but looks like Copley played 36 minutes t- uh, today and Hopley played 22. So I, I don't know who started and who got pulled, but yeah. somebody did. I'm sure. I, I, look, I don't even know that. Jeez, uh, I'm not not exactly sure. Got to look back on that. But uh, it's just you know you look at it and you're you know I say the third or the ninth has to be you know the time where you look at it and you're like. What is going to happen? Now, those are games you have to win. You have to go out and play, uh, you know, like the, the, the Stanley Cup champs you are. You can't go back down there and say, oh, we're going to play, you know, uh, down to the standards of Vancouver or whoever it may be that you play that, that, that solo night because of the sole fact that, hey, it, it might be rough, but at the same time, you have to go out there and play your game because you can't get behind the eight ball when it comes down to the season because you want to be in comfortable position. But, you know, they always say, like, oh, if you're playing for the playoffs, you know, uh, late in the season, then you're always primed and ready. Well, the Caps were last year for the most part, but they, they've you know been in that situation before where they go in and 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 you know they're one of the lower seeds and somehow they they come out and play under, fire under all, under all cylinders uh, and and basically play up to their nature in the playoffs. But you want to be those those teams that are solidified in the playoffs with like a week to go. Not with, you know, a month to go like the Nats are a couple times in the playoffs where they go in there and they're kind of lackadaisical. But, in my opinion, that one week where you can beat those teams, you can make sure that you get a few wins under your belt uh, before that road trip, that's going to be a big deal. So I, I, I'm, I'm going to you know, say that those, those six games are going to be important. 
But if they can, if if you get nothing, if you get a, not a split, if you go two of four or something of that nature, as long as you get some points, like, even if you get a loss, it's overtime wise, I'll take it. And just to clarify, Holpe did start the game, got pulled in the second period after giving up four goals on eleven shots. So wow. Holpe was pulled for Copley there, um, and that's uh, that's what happened in today's loss. Yeah, their first, their first period, uh, J- Jonathan Taze, Patrick Kane, and Brandon Sad. You know, that, those are some pretty good players right there who ended up getting goals for them, but. You know, when you see Brooks Orpik, Dmitry Orlov, <laughs> John Carlson. Carlson scored uh, twice. twice yeah. You know, when you see those guys, it's like your top scorers. I mean, look, the Nat, or excuse me, the Caps didn't have a single offensive player score a goal today. That's just not, that's just mean, not good. John Carlson, Matt Niskan. I mean, that means you're not getting to the net and you're not scoring at the net. Yeah. You know, and if you're just taking shots in the blue line, that's how you're scoring. Yes, it's a great thing. But, you know, if you're giving up eight goals, that's obviously not. And, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's about getting into the playoffs and then getting hot. I mean, hockey is one of those sports where the seedings really necessarily don't matter as much as just yep. what team is red hot. Um, uh, but for the Caps, being the defending champs, you want to have the quote-unquote easiest route through the playoffs, and that means finishing with a high enough seed to do so. So we'll, we'll kind of keep an eye on that. Any other storylines for the Caps you wanted to touch on here before we move <sighs> to the other team that plays at the old Capital One Arena? By the way, football-wise, again, we, we've got the game on here. You, 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 the listener, know who won. But 2020, Rams, Rams Saints right now with 320 left to go. What a game. Here, uh, here as as the Saints are driving. I mean, again, this is this is pretty exciting stuff here. Uh, well, I'm to, surprised McVay did not Super go Bowl. for that fourth down and goal. I yeah. mean, obviously you want the tie and see and hope that your defense can can hold them. But I mean, at the same time, you're, I mean, come on, man, you're you're fourth down and goal here from the two. I mean, I think you can you can make your best play call to get in the end zone. But you know, because a lead by four right now is money because yeah. then the saints have to score well, especially because we saw them make that short short play where you you know run the tight end out to the end zone they made the Ooh. short touchdown pass earlier Aaron donald just just wrecked that offensive line Jeez louise yeah you got to trust your defense a little bit but yeah so we'll kind of see they definitely didn't that, that that's always the interesting thing to see on this stage is the coach's decisions when guys get conservative that are normally not yeah. conservative and things like that um we'll kind of see but but yeah mike i mean we're, we're we got a you know, we're very close to hitting the all-star break here. We'll definitely kind of keep an eye on you know any Caps players that are able to participate there. And um, Right you know. now, we're just we're kind of kind of done with the first half. Sure. Right? We're, we're just like, you know what, let, let, let's not worry about the first half anymore. Let's go into the all-star yeah, break. Time have, to put the pedal in the metal. Have, have, have the crazy all-star festivities and everything like that. Yeah. You know, with, with, with how they're playing right now, don't worry about it. Just, just go into the all-star break, get a little bit rejuvenated, and make sure that you can come out. Uh, later in this, uh, this this season, basically with uh, with a new energy and have uh, that Stanley Cup run hopefully come back into fruition and see if you can possibly uh, move back up in the standings and obviously probably not catch the lightning but uh, get a good seed and, and go into the playoffs uh, playing really well. Well, then let's move to the other team that plays at Capital One, and that is your Washington Wizards. Beal again gets an angle, throws it off the glass and scores. He's been phenomenal. Warren's third of the game. We're tied at 144. Beal, nice move, lays it up and scores. Oh my, 40 points for Bradley Beal. So the Washington Wizards currently 10th in the East. The Washington Wizards. Uh, winners of six of their last 10 and coming off of their win in London. Uh, when they were able to, they were able to get a uh, win there over the Knicks. 
um, off of a goaltending call uh, to end the game, really. So uh, they beat the Knicks 101-100. God, if I'm in England uh, and I see (laughs) that the Knicks and the Wizards are coming to town, I'm going, forget this. I don't need to watch these two guys. I, it's I, like having the Jags <coughs> and the, the Bills coming to England. What's <laughs> up with these uh, organiz- these these leagues sending some of the worst products overseas? I mean, okay, the point of going to play over there is hey, let's let's you know expand the fan base, things like that. Well, yeah, let's send uh, you know the, the New York Knicks with guys like Noah Vonley, um, <laughs> Emmanuel Moutier. Uh, their center is Luke. Cornette, um, who I could not name what college Luke Cornette played in <laughs> if you put a gun to my head. Um, you know, one of their best players is Alonzo Trier. Um, you know, you, this, and then you've got the Washington Wizards who are missing John Wall, one of their best players, and Dwight Howard and all these other guys. Um, but yeah, you know what? At the end of the day, the Wizards got the dub. Beal finished with right. 26 uh, and 9 with four assists. Otto Porter, 20 and 11 off the bench. Bryant with 10 and 9. Sadoransky, 14 points, 5 assists. Ariza almost with a triple-double with 12, 7, and 7. Uh, and the Wizards now sitting just below Detroit. And then Charlotte's in the 8th spot. Um, and, again, we talked about it last week. This team, when Bradley Beal is at the helm, looking pretty good. Looking yeah. pretty good when you know, hey, we're just going to, you know, the offense is going to run through one superstar. Everybody else is going to get theirs, um, and we're just going to make it happen. Uh, and we have a point guard that can pass the rock. We've got some guys that can hit some outside shots. we got a center who really cares and works hard. And then we've got, <laughs> you know, a guy who we're paying a lot of money coming off the bench and doing pretty good with with the, the, that pressure off a little bit. So, you know, Mike, with the Wizards, we, we talked about it at length about, hey, where are they going to finish maybe when the season set is done, uh, said and done. But as far as kind of lately, you know, from last show to this show, I mean, the Wizards pulled off a, a, a nice overseas victory. Yeah, no doubt about it. And you're looking at their last six games right now, ever since they beat uh, the Thunder in Oklahoma City for the first time. That is, you know... Something you got to look at is the last six games, you know, and, and Wall has been injured for a while. And, you know, we said it last week uh, with the Sadoransky stats with Wall's out, and different things of that nature. But lo- looking at their last six games, they played the Raptors pretty damn well. Went the, I think it was triple overtime. Sure. And then the, obviously the Giannis-less uh, Bucks, they beat them, but they held them to 106. They, they, the back-to-back against Philly, they held them to 106 in their second game. Uh, but their defense, like I said last week, is playing so much better. That's number one. But the overall thing that you got to look at here is that they just got this new rejuvenated type of you know mantra to their team. Now they're possibly closing in on uh, on uh, 500 right yeah. now. I mean, 19 and 26 is their record right now. Tomorrow they play the Pistons, your Detroit Pistons, who sit at uh, 20 and 25. So they're one game below the Pistons, and really, honestly. It's just something that you got to look at as, hey, maybe they can, you know, squeak in. Obviously, we don't want that, but uh, I mean, it, it could prove fr- uh, fruitful, uh, you know, for later. Because if you look at it and say, this is how we're playing without John Wall, the media starts to chirp, the front office starts to chirp, the players start to chirp, left and right, all these tweets going left and right from fans or whatever it may be. That might be the overlying factor here that, hey, we'll trade John Wall for almost anything. And hopefully, if you know, if the Lakers at some point they want John Wall and they they'll give us one player and a second round pick, I'll take it. I don't really care. I mean, 
you get that contract away and you get to play with this team and maybe add a small little piece and then you never know what will happen after that. To me, that's a big deal to you know look at this team and how they're performing right now and say, hey, you know what? I'll take this type of performance from this team without John Wall because this entire team right now is in is in disarray, dysfunction. But like you mentioned, they got some some nice you know crucial pieces. Which basketball nowadays is not a oh big three type thing. Yeah, you can be the Miami Heat, but you're going to win two out of four that you go to because you got teams out there that have the pieces. Look at the Golden State Warriors. Those are the guys that everyone keeps looking at and say, oh yeah, this is the the, the prototypical team that you want uh, you know in your city is because they got the point guard, they got the the power forward, they got the shooting guard, they got the small forward. They got all these different pieces that play their position and that's what they do. And that's why you saw Clay Thompson a couple weeks ago, you know, score 40 plus points with only taking three dribbles. You know, it's like you got a shooter right there. Bradley Beal, I mean, he shouldn't be, you know, taking the ball down the court left and right because he's their shooter. He's their Clay Thompson. And that's what they need is they got Thomas Bryant as a young guy at the center spot. And overall, if you can have these guys play their roles, play their positions, and actually be those role guys, and then you possibly can get one more uh, superstar or whatever it may be, maybe through a draft or whoever it may be in that situation, I mean, hey, you might have a pretty damn good team, honestly. And that's what I look at in this whole entire Wizards squad is, hey, you got some nice pieces there. Make sure that you can capitalize on them and try to add that other piece. Uh, sorry, we're watching the football <laughs> game, and I just don't see how that's not pass interference. Yeah. How is that? They didn't call it. It looked like he just headbutt him. I, th- I mean, this is, this is definitely going to be something people are going to be talking about on, on Twitter and such. Uh, well, the referees have been god-awful. But I just don't see it. The guy plowed into him. Before the football was even close to getting there. I don't know how that's not a pass interference. That's crazy. And now you look at the Rams. Let's see if this kick goes up and, and it's it through. It's good. The Rams they got, have they got time to work with. A minute and 40 seconds left. They got 101 seconds left. And one timeout. But look Boom. at that. How is that not pass interference? I just don't get it. Did they think it wasn't a catchable ball? I mean, that's that's going that's right to them. Ball. That's catchable ball. That's got to be pass interference. That's crazy. I don't know, I don't, he didn't even look back. Look at him. How? Yeah. <laughs> That's just. Wow. Yeah, Sean Payton can't believe it. We can't believe it. I'm We're sure not the rails, but this is the biggest sports story in the world right now is these championship games. So we apologize if you're really yeah. here for the Wizards talk. We'll get right back into it in a second. Yeah, yeah. This is ridiculous. Well, I think people probably would rather hear about this than the Wizards anyways. But yeah, that that's. One of the craziest, and Sean Payton's just beside himself. I mean, this we're talking about we're the talking opportunity about, to get to the to Super, Super Bowl, Bowl. and <laughs> that, there's, there's just there's no there is no way that was not pass interference. If they called that pass interference, then they would have got a first down, and they would have been inside the ten, and they with the Rams would only have one timeout, and they have a minute and forty, so they could. You know, only to call timeout once, and they can knock it down and have a field goal basically with, you know, what, 10 seconds left to go and win the game. But now the Rams have, like I said, 101 seconds, one minute and 41 seconds left with one timeout, ball on the 25 yard line to go down and either tie it up or get a touchdown. And that's, I mean, that's unbelievable. I mean, the, the Saints up 13 nothing, and they've gone, you know, pretty much, you know, stagnant for the most part in the second half. But, you know, they got the field goal there and, Wow. wow. I mean, people are saying on Twitter, I mean, is, there's no doubt the, you know, one of the worst missed calls of all time. People you know what the saying. problem is, is that say the Rams come back and win this thing, or they come back and tie it, and then the Saints people are going to be like, well, you know what? 
that's a fluke because that's yeah. all. I mean, you just know from the league office they're going to be saying sorry tomorrow because that's embarrassing. That is that. I just, mean, I want the Rams to win, but I don't want them to win and then have everybody complain and say they, they shouldn't even be. There. No, and that's the worst part about football is when it does come down to those types of plays and calls, it gives a fan base an opportunity to blame it all on that one call and play. And people always say, well, they didn't lose the game because of that. Well, I mean, in that situation, in that situation with that this think score about, and think this about game? going back to the Redskins when they had Jeez. Josh Doxson. You remember that? down the sideline with Josh Doxson. Yeah. Uh, I, forgot which, well, I forgot which team we were playing at that time. Down the field, Josh Doxson went up for the catch and got blatantly pass interference and or, or, or got interfered. And they could have had the ball with a – instead of a 65-yard Dustin Hopkins try, they could have had a 35-yarder for the win. I mean, it's just like – wow. look at it, this is embarrassing. I just can't – I can't – I just cannot believe with the amount of refs that are on the field, you know – that no, none of them would have made that call. That's just crazy. But we'll see. And now the Rams are driving here. And, you know, it's uh, everybody on Twitter is going nuts saying this. <laughs> this is unbelievable. Um, oh, I thought you were saying everybody's going nuts for, oh, yeah. for what, what we're talking about no, right here no. instead of the Wizards. No. So, you know, we, again, we, we talked just kind of wrapping up the talk here. Is a big throw by Goff goes. Uh, and, and it's funny now the Rams are asking for pass interference. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, so you know to wrap up the Wizards talk yeah, here. Just wrap it up. There's, there's not a lot. There's not a lot Wizards wise to talk. Again, they've only played one game since we've done our show, and that was over in London. So you know tomorrow they play the Pistons, as, as Mike mentioned. Their MLK Day, um, two o'clock or three o'clock. When, when is their All Star break? All Star break is coming up. I believe it's February. Um, so I'm looking at it right now, and they don't have a break. I mean, they're showing me on this website. They're showing me all the way up until the February eighth against the Cavs, so they, they might go two weeks after the, the hockey one. Yeah, so I think it's in February. Yeah, it's it's the 17th. Okay, is, okay, three weeks. It's All-Star Weekend. So, yeah, I remember because uh, All-Star Weekend was the same weekend. Uh, we t- I took a trip with Abby down up to uh, over to uh, Chincoteague uh, to get away from the weekend, and I had kidney stones in the middle of the Ugh. night. Uh, I had to drive to a hospital that was like 35 miles away. And uh, I'm just dying. She, wow. She, oh, man. The guy fell down. Robert uh, Woods. He has to roll. Come on, bro. You got to keep your feet. Well, um, I don't get that, though. But Okay, so that's February 17th. By then, the Wiz, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. By then, the Wiz could be a playoff team. Well, by then, the Wiz, the Wizards are going to be play over 50 games. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It, it's, it makes zero sense. It doesn't make any sense. The All-Star break is not the halfway mark whatsoever. Oh, we've got a halfway through the season that. here. we only got 20 games left. It's stupid. It's stupid. But, uh, but no yeah, sense. so we'll, we'll get into some more Wizards talk next week um, as they continue you know, playing some more games here, kind of seeing how everything works out. Um, again, in this football game, it's a three-point game with 44 seconds left to go. And Sean Payton's still talking about that call. So um, let us step aside for a moment. We're going to uh, shout out to the sponsors here, um, and uh, we'll, we'll give them um, some run here and, and some plug. And then we'll come on back for some final segments here on the DC Crossover. The DC Crossover is presented by Parando's Tex-Mex Grill. Located in Ashburn, Virginia, this family-owned restaurant gives you that warm and welcoming feeling as you walk through their doors. With two patios, fresh food, and weekly specials, you'll never be unsatisfied. Make your reservation today. Visit perandostexmex.com for all the details. The DC Crossover is supported by We Organize. Specializing in the Northern Virginia area, We Organize transforms your space from chaos to peace, complicated to simple, and cluttered to calm. If you're in the market for professional organizing assistance, schedule an appointment today. Dial 571-310-1315. That's 571-310-1315. We organize.
places, spaces, people. And here we go, everybody. We got our great sponsors who we just talked about, or actually who just had their commercials being played. And we're going to bring back one of our original segments, old school segments here, Mr. Simpson. What grinds our gears in today's world? You know what really grinds my gears? 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 You, America. And that, people, is what grinds my gears. Yes, it is time. This is an old segment, as you mentioned, Mike. This is something we used to do on the radio um, at WGMU. uh, And basically, it's usually either something we each will have our own grind, you know, subject thing that's something that's annoying us, pissing us off, um, uh, usually non-sports related, or, you know, occasionally, like with the case with this one, it's something that you and I both were kind of talking about during the week. And, uh, you know, we're not and, – and keep in mind, the, the, the view that we're having on it has really nothing to do with politics. Um, it honestly just has to do with just people just being annoying. And that is with the, the, uh, the White House uh, Clemson uh, Burger, Burger Gate uh, or whatever the case may be um, where, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the Clemson football team showed up to the White House um, and the football team was given all these uh, fast food burgers and fries and – all these other sides and things like that. I think it was McDonald's. Might have been Burger King. I think it was McDonald's. Uh, I think it was Wendy's. Yeah, it was a lot uh, of different. Yeah, the pizza place. I forgot which they didn't. And, say and, and so was. it was a spread. And yes, it was not you know filet mignon and lobster. It was all this fast food stuff, which you know to to, to guys like you and I seems pretty darn nice. <laughs> I'd say if I showed up to a place and there was a spread like that, I'd be pretty happy. And again, this isn't us uh, doing the political side of this. This is more of the fact that we see a guy, a bunch of college guys going to. Uh, you know the White House or wherever, and the spread is burgers and fries, and that kind of fits what they do. And people are just Tacos. in an uproar about it, um, saying. And, and then you've got all these celebrities coming out saying, "Come out, go, come to my house, or come to this restaurant. Yep. We'll treat you right, and all this stuff." But you and I were just laughing because we're like, "Man, I'd love it. <laughs> I'd love it. I mean, if we had a spread, I mean, even the the burger we had today from from the Habit Burger, and you know, was it that great? No, it was pretty good. But if there were twenty of them on a table, I'd be pretty damn happy." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, overall, when you're looking at uh, that whole entire situation, it, to me, it's it's just something funny as we just see the Rams are going to be going to the Super Bowl. Unbelievable. How about that? That's going to be a call that they're going to be talking about all year long. Yeah, they're going to need to uh, escort those guys out of the stadium quick, those refs. Happy for Sean McVay, though. But going back into what grinds our gears here on the D.C. crossover, it's it's something that is really – uh, I, honestly, like we said, I texted you about it, and I said, "Look at what these people are saying about it." People are saying this is this is this is ridiculous. I cannot believe that this is what's happening. I cannot believe that they would disrespect these guys like this. A big accomplishment. And me and you looked at each other and said, "Since when winning the national championship is this big of a deal? Where oh, we should you know treat these guys to." You know, steak and lobster, and all. Yeah. it's like okay. I won championships back in my day. I didn't get a steak and lobster and all this other kind of crap. I just look at it. I start laughing because, it, to me, it's like, why is this disrespectful? If you're a college kid, when I was in college, geez, I went to Taco Bell and I was um, I was just thrilled to go to Taco Bell that night. I was thrilled to go to IHOP. I was thrilled to go to some of these places where you're just like, 
man, this is awesome. It's great food. It's crappy food. It's great food. It's like, yeah. who cares? And like, think about you, it. You, like, you saw, real quick, you saw yeah. that, You saw the, these linemen, the story was out there, these linemen were stuffing Big Macs and fish fillets in their pants. You really think somebody <laughs> who's going to stuff a Big Mac in their pants <laughs> is really, you know, deservedly so uh, there for a flame and yawn? Like, I don't think so. I'm this isn't sure the NFL, like, Super Bowl champs or, like, World Series champs. I mean, this is college. It's college sports. It's college football. Obviously, still a great accomplishment. I'm not trying to diminish it, but it's different. We're not talking about having a you know 40 year old you know Drew Brees showing up to the White House. Yeah, you're not going to feed him a McDonald's Big Mac. But yeah, if you know Joe Schmo, uh, you know 20 20 year old uh, you know offensive tackle. Uh, yeah, the, the guy wants to have uh, a couple Big Macs, some some nugs, and things like that. Yeah. So be it. I mean, that's uh, that's not. Uh, I mean, no matter who's in the White House as president, I think that would be a fine thing to do. But people just love, people love to find reasons to get upset about stuff. And if that's going to be the thing, like, you know, there's probably a billion things you could be upset about, uh, you know, the political landscape about things that are happening. And you're going to choose that one to get up in arms and say, well, you know, I would feed this guy. I mean, let's take these guys to this five-star restaurant and all this other stuff. It's like, come on. Well, people are like, look at um, Michael Strahan. Like, he came out and was like, now, I, I don't know, like, blah, 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 blah. He starts, like, complaining about it, and I started laughing because he then comes back and says something stupid like, oh, yeah, uh, if you guys want to come down here, and I'll, I'll, feed you, I'll feed you steak, I'll feed you whatever you guys want. Like, who cares? They all had fun. They were yeah. all eating until they, they, they threw up pretty much. It's like, oh, yeah. I mean, would you, everyone just shut up about the stupid fast food, American food, whatever the hell you want to call it. White House dinner for the Clemson football team. Like, what about for you know the teams that didn't get uh, you know into the college football playoff that that got snubbed or whatever? Sure. You, you think they deserve you know uh, a dinner for getting snubbed from getting in there? What about the teams in the in the NCAA tournament who get snubbed or whatever other thing? You, th- you think those people who didn't even have a chance to do it get get an opportunity to have a flaming yawn or a, a lobster at you know the White House? I think so too. But it's like you look at it, and it's like I have a coworker. That we talked about it. It's like me and my buddy were talking about it at work, and I was like, "Yo, did you see what happened with the White House and like that? That was pretty. That's pretty funny." She's like, "I, I just think it's a disgrace." I'm like, "Do you even know who played in the national championship?" Like, I looked at her, and she was just like, "Clemson." And I said, "Oh, it's probably because you saw it on the Fox Five News. Like, you didn't watch the game. You didn't. Yeah. You didn't know who the quarterback is, except calling him Sunshine from Remember the Titans, like everybody else has been doing the past month. Everyone keeps calling him all these stupid memes that make <laughs> no sense. And it, 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 I just laugh at it. I'm like, this is so stupid. It's food. Who cares? It's for free. They went up two two years ago. They went up to the to the White House. Who cares? Like." You and Alabama have been in the national championship now four years. You had four chances to go to the White House and get your steak or whatever. If I, I don't know what they got when Obama was in office or whatever it was, but who cares? Like at this point in time, it, 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 it's 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 a White House's decision. They went with that. The, like I said, linemen are stuffing their pants with 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 <laughs> soft tacos and Big Macs for later. I guess you could say it's like if like like I said, if someone is 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 stuffing Big Macs in their shorts. Why do they deserve to have a flaming yawn or a $150 steak? Yeah, for sure. Like, real quick, on. real quick. Uh, 
if you could pick three restaurants to be part of the the the, the buffet, spread buffet at, spread at your at your uh, you know ceremony celebrating your championship, um, they could be like fast food, but they could also be a little bit above. Like for instance, Lido's Pizza for me would be one of mine. Okay, that would be part of my spread. Another one that I'd say is probably um, I, I probably the good Chick Fil A buffet spread, where it's a bunch of nugs, some Chick Fil A sandwiches, and things like that. And then my last one would probably be some. Uh, some wings and probably green turtle wings or something like really? that. Really? So I have a bunch of ha- bunch of wings there. So we're talking Chick-fil-A, green turtle, and uh, Lido's pizza would be my spread. I would probably go with uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, okay. um, have have like three or four different kinds there, just a bunch. Uh, I would probably go um, with a steakhouse. I'm not exactly sure which state. I mean, I'm not going to go with like Ruth Chris or anything like that. Yeah. I've, never, I've never been there, so I don't know. Got to go with like Outback. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, probably. I'd probably maybe go with Texas Roadhouse. Okay. okay. Texas Roadhouse with their uh, with their, their their good shrimp, and then and they sure. also have a bunch of different things like their barbecue chicken is really good. But have a bunch of the, my favorites from there. Um, and then let's see. Like, I don't want to go fast food because I get that a lot, um, <laughs> and, uh, and and I can buy it. <laughs> um, but on the regular, jeez. Lido's Pizza. I like Lido's, but it's not my favorite. I would probably go with maybe unlimited. I mean, I don't know if you can't go with unlimited liquor uh, with <laughs> with margaritas, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, maybe unlimited. Uh, What's a Mexican restaurant that I could think of? Parandos. Parandos, um, yeah. That would be a Sponsor good idea. Sponsor the show. Um, but maybe not Parandos. Maybe go with a Gordon Ramsay restaurant, okay. like a unlimited, uh, maybe uh, sweet potato fries from Gordon Ramsay's burger restaurant. Okay. That would be a really good thing. Um, but because I, I, I mean, the problem is that if you're there for, you know, two and a half hours, three hours, whatever you're d- doing, I mean, you're going to get stuffed at some point. Yeah. So it's like you got to, I think if you go with you like maybe, pace yourself, maybe like right? I said, the sweet potato fries from this one restaurant, wings from Buffalo Wild Wings. I like it. And then, uh, Whatever the hell else I said, um, like a steakhouse, something like that. That would be pretty interesting as well. Like maybe mashed potatoes and gravy or something like that. Maybe even some KFC. Maybe some K- York Post. Okay. It's titled, Fiona the Hippo has no intention of losing weight in 2019. Wow. Okay. Uh, so I don't understand how that's, you know, how they know that. Sure. Um, but uh, basically they said um, it's not all about losing weight in the new year, according to one very body positive hippo. Fiona, the nearly... By the way, I really hate when people say, like, oh, yeah, th- this is what she's thinking. It's a hippo. Let's be yeah, honest. It's, okay. yeah, it's not um, thinking anything. <laughs> it's, it's, it's thinking about thinking where's, water, yeah, water where's my food. Where, yeah. Can I play with a ball? Yeah. Um, Fiona, the nearly two-year-old hippopotamus from the Cincinnati Zoo. Is everything from Cincinnati Zoo? Wasn't Harambe from Cincinnati or something like that? Something like that. I don't that. understand. A lot, a lot of things Is that the down. only zoo in the world right now? Oh, yeah. um, the the Bengals. Yeah, the, with, the, with the Bengals, not in the playoffs. Just hit 1,000 pounds and has no intentions Ooh. of shedding those pounds in 2019. The zoo posted an adorable video of the curvaceous creature at her oh, weigh-in. Don't refer to her as curvaceous. <laughs> She's a hippo. Yeah, let's be honest here. And proclaimed her nears resolution oh, in, parent- in uh, quotations, let's be honest here, uh, to continue growing. Fiona's stunning 971-pound weight gain is a milestone for the zoo, which welcomed her to much fanfare and blah, 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 where she just weighed 29 pounds when she was born. Yeah. So, oh, man, this is just... Ugh. I mean, I, 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 you look at it, it's like, it says, a tweet in August 2017 announced that Fiona's neck rolls are getting bigger. Today, the scale read 421 pounds for this chunky, chunky hippo. Jeez, uh, I, 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 uh, I, I just hate when people look at 
animals, like zoo animals, as yeah. like they have. I mean, you can have feelings as an animal or whatever, but you don't just you don't look at it and say like, oh yeah, this you know this this hippo over here, she has no intentions on losing weight. She's eating so much <laughs> potatoes, and it's like I, I meanwhile mean, I, she's just gonna eat whatever you put in front of her because <laughs> exactly. she's an animal. She's, she's a, a hippo. She's a hippo. Let's be honest here. I mean, I just think it's so funny how they they, they portray this animal as like a person. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's, it's a like, hippo. Let's be honest here. You're Let a hippo zoo, be a hippo. There. You yeah. know, uh, leave her alone. Yeah, she's not. And don't call her curvaceous. That yeah. makes it sound like you know we're talking about. I mean. A, Nicki Minaj, not a, not a not a hippo who's a thousand pounds. Yeah, I don't need the hippo in a music video. I think, I think you know. if anything is a thousand pounds, it's going to be curvaceous. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, yeah. I think it's more blobaceous than than curvaceous. Oh my but. gosh, I would love to see the one thing I would love to see this hippo do is do a cannonball in a pool. Yeah, I would okay. love that. that would, I would that, love to see summertime that. for sure. <laughs> God, that's so stupid. Uh, mine here. Um, so the the headline is man mortified after his phone plays porn at girlfriend's sister's wedding. Ooh. So what happened here is uh, the man uh, was offered to help out with the PA system. Yikes. Um, and unfortunately, so he was going to be like the DJ. So it, basically he was going to oh. plug his phone in. He was going to play the music and help them out. Um, he was actually like, you know, helping them out so they didn't have to pay to have a DJ. Unfortunately, his phone automatically connected via Bluetooth and started playing the last thing he was watching on his phone instead of the music. And uh, apparently the thing he was watching on his phone um, was a little inappropriate there. What category um, are we talking about here? Yeah, that's a good question. So <laughs> on, on the day, everything was going fine. Everyone was seated and went quiet for the groom to talk. So someone turned the PA system on. That is where all went horribly wrong. My phone automatically connected to the speaker and started playing what was on my phone last. This happened to be porn from the night before. Porn sounds started playing from the speaker in front of everyone, including the bride and groom's families. (laughs) He added that he reached into his pocket to silence his phone, and the groom laughed when he saw what had happened. But apparently the girlfriend uh, or the fiance was furious um, about the situation. And uh, and his girlfriend was there as well. And she was furious, too. Um, and Not giving uh, up the buns. And yeah. So um, and it's funny because somebody had responded to the story saying basically using who, who actually is a wedding DJ by trade. And they were saying, yeah, this is a good example. Uh, this is what, what I tell people. I tell people about this story when they are thinking about hiring me or hiring their stupid ass friend. I show them this. This is what happens when you hire your stupid ass friends. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's definitely. Whew. That's that's just just imagine it's your big day. Um, you know, this is yep. there's I mean, I, I recently got, you know, I, I was married. Uh, oh, you know, were once 2017. <laughs> I, I still am. Um, <laughs> so we're, we're, we're going to be coming up on two years this year. But uh, just imagine you're, you're standing up there and everybody's quiet. And everybody's waiting for the ceremony to start. And the next thing you know, you hear some some noises <laughs> uh, from the speakers there. Uh, that's that's definitely. And I think that is something where I feel like the, the girl in the scenario <laughs> would handle things differently than the guy. Because, yeah. yeah, as a guy. I would just, as that guy did, I'd just probably crack up and be like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> it would be the funniest thing in the world. Yeah, the girl, by that time you already have a couple drinks. The girl is not pleased oh, by yeah. that scenario. Well, it's because you think about it. It's like they always say, oh, you know, they've been dreaming about this for this long and this and that and this. I mean, they've been dreaming about it since their entire lives, all that stuff. And then all of a sudden you got, you know, two, you know, I'm not going to go into detail. Yeah, yeah, we <laughs> won't cover the detail here. Yeah, you got, you got something going on in the, in the speaker system that is... Yeah. Uh, uh, not quite a lot of uh, different things going not, on. Not quite the, the 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 march of the roses or whatever the music is when the people walk <laughs> up. Uh, it's a little different. Uh, well, that's thing the thing going on. is that it's like 
you look at it and think how much of a party foul is, is 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 it the biggest party foul that you could find because of the sole fact that you look at this got to be up there and if you're going to be watching porn on your phone okay now i'm not going to say that you know this is all what i do and all yeah we're crap, not talking about us personally let's be honest here so if you're going to do that, wouldn't you think, oh, I'm going to close it out? Or, hey, I'm going to close out that tab. or I'm Bluetooth, clear- man. Bluetooth stuff it confuses some people sometimes. <laughs> I mean, you hop in the car. That Bluetooth, uh, if you have Bluetooth in your car, it will just connect to whatever the last song you were listening to, even outside of the car, like on your iPod or whatever. Yeah. It will just start playing it. So, you know, if you are if you were doing something else the night before, yeah. that's not going to go well for you. Yeah, hopefully Especially if pay. you're at a wedding, yeah. which is probably not ideal. But I, just, I thought that story was kind of funny. Um and uh, definitely an awkward situation to be in. By the way, if you guys ever find any stories that you want us to mention on the show, be sure to reach <laughs> out at uh, Cerrone16 and then at um, uh, the DC Crossover on Twitter. You can find us there. What do the people have to look forward to, to here, Mike, over the next couple weeks of shows? Next couple weeks of shows and also, uh, I guess you could say the next couple months, we're going to be, of course, if you're waiting for baseball season to start, as we mentioned earlier, we are going to... Uh, mainly be focusing on uh, different uh, pitchers and catchers reporting, and we're going to be going through positional groups and and definitely be uh, trying to get some more guests on the show as well. Uh, we might have uh, the Let's Talk Redskins guys on the show possibly next week, uh, right before the Super Bowl, uh, and we might have a show on Saturday right before the Super Bowl as well um, to try to get you guys some content as you drive. Uh, we might do a little Super Bowl preview that day. And uh, as you guys drive to your Super Bowl parties and different things of that nature. But overall, the next uh, you know, three to four weeks is going to be a lot of content packed stuff with Nat stuff, uh, with the Caps being on break uh, next week. Uh, we'll have a, a brief what should they do to change whatever happens uh, in the next two games uh, against the Leafs and I think the Sharks as well. We're also going to be adjusting their first half and all this kind of different stuff. And and I guess when the Wizards, whenever they decide to go on their all-star break, uh, maybe it might be game 70. You never know. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll have to see about that as well. But a lot of different content coming up. We're going to have some video elements, different uh, things of that nature. Uh, probably introduce another segment or two, have more sound bites, have more uh, sound pressers and different stuff of that nature. Uh, but overall... Uh, another good episode in the books here for the DC crossover. Ben, any last thoughts for you? No, I think it's just uh, for me, I think I am kind of looking forward to seeing how things pan out for the Wizards here the next couple games. I mean, yeah. I'm still uh, in a big favor of them tanking. Um, it's funny because Leonsis did come out with comments. They did have a, a kind of a press conference with Leonsis, um, and uh, he did say, you know, this team is not going to tank. That's that's just not what we do yeah. um, and things like that. And, you know, on one hand, that's admirable. And also you, an owner is never going to come out and say, yeah, we're tanking unless, like, it's the Sixers with the process with Sam Henke, um, but uh, look at them, you know. Well, yeah, and and he actually used them as an example, saying like, yeah, okay, it's working out now, but you know, uh, it could have. There's also many examples of it not working out. So I, I'm interested to see how this season pans out for them. And then obviously in the football world. It's almost the biggest, uh, you know, biggest day in football, is, which is the Super Bowl. And so we're, we're coming on that. And it looks like we're going to be having a pretty interesting Super Bowl with the Rams already yeah. advancing. And then, you know, 
I, I'm thinking the Pats win their game, but so we do don't I. know. Um, and uh, But should be pretty good in the next couple of weeks. We'll definitely give the folks at home some good thoughts on that. No doubt about it. So, again, the next couple of weeks, we got Super Bowl Saturday. We're going to have an episode. So, again, check out that episode, which will be uploaded on Saturday afternoon slash night. Uh, next week, we'll be doing, again, another episode on Sunday. So, check out that for your next uh, you know, week commute and uh, definitely check out all of our stuff uh, all over the interwebs. You got the DC crossover dot uh, uh, com. You also got DC crossover podcast on Facebook and uh, at the DC crossover on Twitter at Throne 16 for me. If you really care about my thoughts about DC sports as well. And then also, uh, excuse me, you also have our podcasting, uh, which obviously is our main uh, form of, uh, I guess you could say, entertainment, uh, which is on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Google Play Music. And uh, Ben, it's going to be a, a fun next few weeks. Uh, we got a lot of stuff going on. We got a lot of new elements we are working on. We're working hard here in the uh, crossover studios, I guess you could call it. Sure. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it nowadays. But uh, we got our beer. We got our burgers from Habit Burger Grill. Uh, definitely stay tuned. And next week, it's going to be a fast food episode uh, where we're going to have uh, something special on the menu for next week's food that's going to be very cost-efficient and very good <laughs> because I've already tried it, and I keep telling Ben he has to dabble in to this limited-time offer from one of our truly amazing fast food restaurants. For Ben Simpson, I am Mike Cerrone saying so long yet again. For the DC Crossover, everybody, happy Pro Bowl week. Happy Pro Bowl week.